housekeeping. I need to let you guys know something here. Uh, last week's episode, we talked about Malax, and Kyle had mentioned or uh, asked the question how much money it took to get the Bass um, uh, Angler of the Year tournament here uh, two years in a row. Um, it was $250,000, and it was not any taxpayer money that went to it. It was the Band of Ojibwe's, um, or the Malax Band of, yeah, the Malax Band of Ojibwe's. They put up $250,000 to get that here. Both years. So I have not heard anything about um, actual Minnesota taxpayer dollars going to it. If I do, I will let you know, but I just wanted to let you know that they paid $250,000 to get that here both years. So, all right. Now, let me tell you a joke. On the way home from a hunt, a hunter stops by the grocery store. Give me a couple of steaks, he says. We're out of steaks, but we have hot dogs and chicken, says the butcher. Hot dogs and chicken, yells the hunter. How can I tell my wife I bagged a couple of hot dogs and chickens? You're listening to the Smackdown Outdoors podcast. What's up, everybody? How are you? Smackdown Outdoors podcast. I'm the host, Doug Glimmerveen, just an idiot with a microphone, a camera, and a dream. On today's episode, I got Mr. John Morales back in the building. He was on a couple weeks ago, and we talked about bass basics and, you know, some other random bass fishing stuff. On today's episode with him, we talk about the Bassmaster Classic, which wrapped up a couple weeks ago with uh, Mr. Ott. As they say, Defo was your winner. And we uh, talk about the tactics that were used, the baits that were used, um, you know, just some other stuff, kind of the, the, you know, the emotions that were had at that tournament, um, you know, just uh, overall kind of recap of the tournament. John talks about how... Um, how basically how much in love with bass fishing he is and how he wants to be on that stage someday. Um, we talk about the difference between bass and major league fishing. And my attitude, you will listen to this and you will kind of hear what I'm thinking about both leagues. And uh, there, something came out after we actually recorded this. Um, actually, it was during the, rec the recording of this that um, it came out on Facebook. There was a post put out by Major League Fishing, and it talked about the career earnings of the guys on the MLF versus the guys on BASS and FLW. Um, that did not go over well at all. Uh, I was, you will, you'll hear my opinions about what we should be thinking about this whole MLF versus Bass thing. And, um, it's kind of sort of changed. It's it's the same, but at the same time, there's, you know, MLF really kind of has dug themselves a hole. Um, <clears throat> I don't know how many of you saw the post that they had, you know, talking about the career earnings and whatnot, but um, that was not really a very good move because, well, when you take the career earnings of your league where you've had like one or two tournaments, but you're talking about the career earnings 
Um, yeah, they made all that money in Bass and FLW, not your tournament series. Um, so that really wasn't cool. Uh, yeah, don't, don't do that. <laughs> if you want to talk about their career earnings in each league, well, you're getting your butt whooped. Um, so yeah, so it's not that my opinion has changed on a new league coming in. Um, but as far as my support towards MLF, they might have to, they're going to have to try to earn my respect back. That was not cool. Um, I'm not alone in this thinking. There's been a lot of guys that really like the MLF that now they're just like, yep, I'm done. I still think, you know, my opinion still stands that it was good for the sport to have another league coming in, but I would just stop with kind of throwing the, as the kids say, throwing shade at other leagues. Um, just go fish, have your tournaments, and uh, promote yourself and promote bass fishing. And, you know, to every, you know, especially to youth and whatnot. So we don't need the kids going, oh, well, I can, you know, go to MLF and make tons more money. Well, yeah. can you? Can you? Can you? Anyway. So, so yeah, so there's that. But we talked about the Bassmaster Classic and some tips and tactics and everything they used. And, of course, you know, we just uh, sit back, have a conversation, relax, and all that good stuff. So, um and actually, this podcast is coming out the day after the Minneapolis Northwest Sports Show. And I will uh, guess guess who guess who I met at the show. I met the boys from the Midwest Angler Podcast. That is right. They're from Iowa. They drove up to to uh, check out the show on Saturday. Got to talk to them for a few minutes here and there. Um, I was kind of thinking of doing a podcast, but I just didn't have time. I was working the Northland Tackle booth, and I had to stay there. So, but. Uh, but yeah, so we uh, had a good time and met those guys. They are really nice guys. Um, yeah, so there you go. You guys want to hear what me and John have to say about the Bassmaster Classics? Do you? Do you now? Do you really? Okay, fine. Hi, John. Welcome back. Hey, Doug. Thanks for having me, Brad. <laughs> All right, let's uh, get done with the Minnesota Fishing Museum and Hall of Fame. Minnesota Master Angler Program, and that is brought to you by the Minnesota Fishing Museum and Hall of Fame in Little Falls. And remember, April 12th, they've got their night with the pros. So head over to the website, check that out. I will be there because apparently they think I'm a pro. Nice. Cool. Yeah, apparently. Ride it. Yeah, I tricked him. Go no. with it. <laughs> no, it's yeah. pretty cool that they do that. You represent them. Yeah. Throw it out there. That's cool. Yeah, and I'm glad to do it. They're really good people. So I have no problem doing this. So let's get on with it. And we've got Minnesota Master Angler Jimmy Willis. Jimmy Willis did on June 4th, 2007, caught and released by Sport Fishing Method from Minnesota Waters, a 38 and a half inch northern pike and is hereby recognized as an official minnesota master angler let's see here he is from mitchell south dakota and he caught it in otter tail county on otter tail lake it was released and uh, he caught it released it for another angler he was a good sportsman about it that was the catch story richard van dever is his witness who was from Fergus Falls? So, yes, and this that's was, a good practice. Oh yeah, well that's a that's a nice pike. That is a nice pike. Thirty-eight and a half inch pike is nothing to you know shake a stick at. It's it's a good pike. No, you can shake a stick at it. You probably yeah. won't win though. No, no, probably not. I mean, it's. I, did he catch it off the dock too? That looks He's like standing it. on the dock. Either that, or they brought it back so he get a picture. 
Nonetheless, it's a nice it's funny. fish. Here, it's so, a nice fish. Yes, yes, yes. So so we will uh, we'll get into my little story here. But uh, so congratulations, Jimmy Willis. Back in 2007, caught that fish. Now uh, he looks to be I don't know. We'll say 16ish. So by now he's almost 30. I hope he's still fishing. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy. If you're yeah, hopefully you're still yeah, fishing. Yeah, hope you're and, still fishing. And, uh, yeah, if you're listening to this, congratulations on becoming a Minnesota master angler. Absolutely, man. Yes, sir. All right. So, speaking of taking, you know, coming, we'll say he came back to the dock to get a picture with it or whatever. So, right. we're up at my parents' cabin or my, my wife's parents' cabin. And right. this was right before cell phones had cameras in them. So, this was, I don't know, 15 years ago or whatever it was. I'm out fishing and I catch a giant. It, 40 minimum, 40, okay. 42, some, I didn't gotcha. have a tape measure <clears throat> in the little boat and I'm all the way on the other side of the lake and I'm like, okay, well, the mother-in-law, she's always got a camera, always guaranteed. It's the cabin. She's got, she takes pictures of us playing cards. She needs the memories. She right. needs the proof. Right. So she I'm needs like, to show you off. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so how do I, well, what I did is I kept it in the net and there's a little 14, my little 14 footer, mm-hmm. no live well. Right. I didn't quite know back then really how to keep a fish alive, or I should have just said to hell with it and released right. it right away. Right. So here I am, my little 9-9, good probably two miles. So I would, I just had it in the net, waited a while, put it in the water, in the net, kept, right. you know, so whatever. And I'm Stay like, alive. all right, let's go. Put it in the bottom of the boat. Took dr- off. Took off, about 60 seconds, whatever, stopped the boat, put it back in the water. And I do this all the way back. I'm getting back to the cabin. I just run the boat up on shore. I'm like, somebody grab a camera. Get a camera. Get a camera. And I'm like, I'm seeing them in the cabin. And they're all just kind of turning their heads like. (laughs) And they come moseying out. And and I'm still yelling. I'm like, grab a camera. And they just kind of take their time, open the door, walking out. What did you say? And they're like, what's going on? And I'm like, grab a camera. A camera. I've got a giant fish. And I pick it up. And my wife's like, girlfriend at the time. She goes, oh, my God. She's like, get the camera. So I put it back down in the water, you know. <laughs> and, the, of course, mother-in-law and father-in-law, they come out. They're like, what's going on? Yep. Yep. <laughs> and yep. I'm like, where's the camera? I keep yelling, like, get the camera. Get the camera. Get it. Oh, well, I didn't bring it this weekend. <sighs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Heartbroken. Man, I wasn't really expecting that. Yeah. No camera, no picture, no proof. Uh. Mm-hmm. So. Well, it's there. Yeah, yeah it's there. It's there. We're all, if you yeah. fish yeah. and you've caught that fish that there's no proof, and it's always been that case because right. you catch that monster fish, you catch that one, you're like, I I had that six-pounder. You just don't understand. I had, oh. I had that six-pounder. I know. See, I'm guilty. I don't ever have a scale. I'm just, that's just, I just fish and that's it. Yep. I've had a scale here or there, but I'm sick of them getting wet and getting ruined and whatever, cheap ones. But that's, <laughs> when you get into that situation, it's it, it kind of sucks. There's no witnesses. There's no nothing. I'm glad he had a witness. Though. Right. I'm glad <laughs> exactly. Richard was there. Yep. So yep. I think that's key. If, nowadays, you have your phones, you have your GoPros, you have everything for proof, you have that. So- at least there's perspective, and I got some on this phone, and I'm happy about right, that. Right, right, so, right. And that's right. good. 
Yep. Yep. But yeah, so that does come up a lot. Yep. I, I bring that story up a lot. I'll just look at her and go, you got your camera this mm-hmm. weekend? Yep. <laughs> yep. You know? And my camera story is, is just like my, the biggest bass that I've ever caught came out of McCavin Lake. <clears throat> yes, it was off of live bait, but I wasn't going for, I, w- I was actually just sitting on the end of the dock and my mom and I, back in the day, we used to sit there and bobber fish and I, I crap you not, was a little chartreuse, Mr. Twister tail, three inch grub oh, yeah. on a plain hook. And we would catch 14, 15, 16-inch bass all the time. I have never caught a bass that was 24 inches in length. We had a measuring tape that sprawled down my arm while I held the fish just like this. Oh, jeez. And my aunt took the picture. My aunt has that camera. We don't know where that camera is. And I'm very upset about that. Oh, no. Because I want that. That was a giant. That is the biggest largemouth bass. It was a largemouth. Largemouth. I have never caught a bass that big in my life, ever. And I've caught some freaking toads. So, upset. My camera story. Had to share it. Has she moved? Uh, Since then? Yes. 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 She has moved. She has moved. And I have not talked to her probably in a few years. Just. It's Uh, just been, you know. One of those situations, so. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, Ouch. Yeah. So. (laughs) I feel, I feel, yeah. See, well, it's funny because there's a picture out there of my fish. Yeah. But we don't know where it is. Well, if somebody finds a camera that's got that picture on there. Yeah. If you see this face. (laughs) Without the beard. beard, It's a lot prettier, I promise. And younger. Yeah. Yeah, when I was younger, it was a lot prettier than this. (laughs) (laughs) With a giant bass on an arm that reaches from head, you know, all the way. Yes, yes, yes. Please contact us. That's mine. I want it. (laughs) (laughs) He's got it copywritten and patented and trademarked. Well, I mean, it's my face and my hand and my arm and my fish. True. (laughs) Where's my picture? Or turn it into a meme. Turn it into a meme and then put it on Facebook and we'll find it that way. I give you permission. Make it funny. I give you permission. There it is. Yep. It's got to be be something funny. Something's out there. Yep. Well, it's kind of funny. Aunt Pat, if you're listening, watching something. Yeah. There you go. Aunt Pat. Aunt Pat. Aunt Pat, if you're watching. Aunt Pat, aunt, 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 whatever. Come on. Hook him up. Give him his picture back. I've asked about it too. And she goes, oh, yeah, and, and now see, this is the thing. Oh, though. Boy. here see, we go. <laughs> there's a problem with Let this. Let me sit back and watch so, this, this unfold. Uh, my dad has a mounted fish out of that lake. Yeah. You know, a nice, you know, I think it was like five pounds, three ounces. He caught it. He was bragging about it. My aunt's, you know, whatever, what goes on out. After he got his mount, I think it was that, even that weekend maybe, but that summer he got his mount. She went on out and got him out, outdid him by four ounces. Oh, really? Outdid him by four <laughs> ounces. Looks smaller, but outdid him by four ounces. She's waiting to give you that picture. For she sure. does That's not want to give me that picture because right. she has that crown for that lake, and she knew that I beat her by a couple of pounds easily. That's exactly easily. Yep. So that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. She's gonna I'm wait sure till, of it. She's gonna wait till her deathbed. Yep. To give I've it even to told you. my mom that. I've yep. told my mom like, hey, when you talk to her. Ask her about my picture after you ask her how she's doing. Yeah. Greatly appreciate it. <laughs> Please and thank you. That's my that's my queen right there, and I want her in a picture, and I want her on the wall. That's funny. Yep. It's like, oh, thanks for coming to my deathbed, John. Yeah. Here, I wanted to give you something before I die. <laughs> the picture of you and your bass. 
<laughs> it's over there in the. Uh, I've got it buried by the. Uh, <sighs> Man, this is. It's like a murder mystery, and wow. the murderer dies without telling you, you know, where the bodies are buried. Unbelievable, man. Oh man, jeez, jeez. Um, I'm just wrapping that my sucks. mind around that whole situation. That sucks. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, my uh, that was my second like 42 ish. My first one was when I was a little kid, like nice. 11, 10 or 11, over on Twin Lake in Brooklyn Center. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Too bad there's nothing bigger than big like that in there probably anymore. Uh, no, not that. I big. think it's coming back around yep. a little bit from what I hear from some people that I know that live yeah, in the area. Certain fish. Yep. Certain fish. My dad got a. What was that? Was it a six? Six pounder out of that lake? Okay. He got mounted when I was a kid. Okay. Yep. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's not too bad. Yeah. But he didn't mount this one for me because I already had my walleye mounted. Yeah. I'm like, really? Like, it's 42-inch pike, man. It thing's huge. He's like, you already got your walleye mounted. Fine. Whatever. Go I've... 45 inches or bigger for your pike, <clears throat> for your mount. Well, at this point, for me to beat my personal best, would it be 42? <laughs> You know, I'd have to get something like 43, 44, 45 to mount. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't know. All right. So, the, so that was enough for the master angler. So let's head over to a little bit of news of the week. And this news of the week will lead into why we are here today. Headland cranks into high school classic win. Knoxville, Tennessee. Mobility was the key for Gracie Herbold. I... I hope I said that right. And Aaron Cherry of Headland Bass Team, who caught a five-fish limit that weighed 16 pounds, nine ounces, to win the Mossy Oak Fishing Bass Masters High School Classic presented by Academy Sports and Outdoors on Watts Bar Lake. This event was held in conjunction with the Geico Bass Master Classic presented by Dick Sporting Goods. Hey, can I ask you a quick... I don't mean to interrupt here, Anya. Oh, um, please don't. Remember when we were talking about I no. Hope She Wins? No, no, no. Is that is that she? she? Is no, that one? no. Is that, that was Hannah, I believe, wasn't it? Oh, it was a Hannah. Yeah. I think but it was wasn't H- there another one that we were hoping for? Um. Well... But just, just nonetheless, though, I mean... I am extremely happy that that has happened right there. Okay. And she she pulled through. He pulled through. I mean, they worked as a team. Was there a second girl or was it just... Um... Man, we got sidetracked. I apologize. No, folks. no, We'll no, be no. right back. It doesn't, that was it my doesn't fault. matter, dude. No, that's, that's cool. Uh, let's that's cool. see. Hold on. Okay, what were we looking for? We were looking at the... It was the Bassmaster High School... It was the... Um, uh, oh, here we go. Here we go. The All-State team. Yep. Yes. The all-state team, which it, it takes play in May. It takes, uh, takes place yeah. in May. Yeah, there you go. Okay. It's uh, May 2nd, so it hasn't happened yet. But where were they from? Where did I say? Hi, John. Where did I say? Sorry, okay, I which, sneak that in. Which name are we looking for now? Uh, Hannah and Gracie. Okay, Gracie. There's Grayson. No. Yeah, Hannah was from Kentucky. Yep. Hannah was from Kentucky. Um... And then we had the boys from Minnesota in here. Yep. There's Hannah Wesley. That's yep. the one we're looking for from yep. Kentucky. Hopefully. Okay. You know, as long okay. as yeah. I didn't mean to jump the gun on that. No, I saw no, no, that. No, 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 I no. saw her name, That's and I was fine. like, Gracie. You know, yep. could that have been one of the one of the ladies? I wasn't nope. sure. No, nope. I think because there was only like I think one or two, maybe. Like I don't know if Dakota Page is a girl from Oklahoma right. or not. Um. No. Huh. No, negative. No. All negative. right. Negatory. 
Pretty good. Negative. Pretty good. All right, back at it. Uh, okay, let me see. Hopefully, it just backs up to where where we were here. Oh, oh well, wait, I think I went to that's a computer. Oh, there we go. All right, so the Headland High School team, they won, um, hailing from Headland, Alabama. The winners found their bass in creeks. Herbold said that their bites varied from the mouths to the backs of the creeks, but the key was targeting chunk rock, which held heat. Because it was kind of chilly. Mm-hmm. It's still kind of cold, mm-hmm. that water was. So mm-hmm. that's why it was a lot of slow rolling. Uh, it really just depended on where the fish were, Herbold said. A lot of times we were just cruising and we picked them up. Cherry said he and his partner fished Strike King, Red Eye Shad, Tungsten 2 Taps, and Strike King 2.5 square bill cranks. Red provided to be the color, best color for both, which was true in the classic. Yeah, it was very true yes, in that classic. Very, very true. That craw, that red craw. Yep. I think they would have eaten either one. You just had to get it in front of them. The key to doing that was a run-and-gun strategy, which took them to 20 different spots in a day. Yeah, That's easily. a lot of moving in a day. That is a lot of moving. <laughs> yep. But at least they were smart about it. You right, know, right. Knowing when to leave. Yeah, Cherry caught most of his on a red-eye shad. Said the key to a proper presentation was letting the bait hit the bottom, then slow roll it back. The bites, Herbold said, were convincing. They were crushing it. They were. They were crushing it. Did you see how deep some of them got? Yes. Man. Yes. Uh, the event compromised uh, comprised 10 teams from the 28 that fished the 2018 high school season. The qualification format took the top two teams from each of the four eight 2018 high school opens. The top two from the 2018 High School National Championship and the 2018 Tennessee State Championship. One of the 11 eligible teams was unable to participate. Uh So, so congratulations to Headland for... Congratulations, guys. Yeah. And there you go, ladies. There you go, ladies. Check it out. There you go. Gracie Herbold. You know, I cannot wait. She would outfish both of us, I bet. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Guaranteed. Probably. All these kids will. Now, see, and that's the thing is, is I I think that experience year-round down there gives them that opportunity to really get to know your fish and really get, when you have those low times, you can map out your lakes, Mm -hmm. get things figured out, try to take that time, you know. Well, it's funny because you hear people talking about bass fishing in the winter, mm-hmm. and we're in Minnesota, and it's like, uh, if we're lucky, you know, ice fishing for panfish, and we end up getting to school of them. Yeah, biting. Or otherwise, but, you're fishing the river, right? You know. Yeah. Yep. If, but then, do you want to get out in the river? That it whole just, thing. Too. It all depends. You want to throw the waders on, or do you want to have to find a nice warm spot for your boat? Yeah. So you don't freeze that thing all the yep. heck. Yep. But, yeah, they got some nice fish. Absolutely do. <clears throat> Can't complain. All right. I wouldn't. No. I don't no. think anybody would listen. Nah, nobody no, cares. Nobody cares. No, nah, we're adults. No. Nobody cares. Yep. All right. So. Yes. The major news of the week, and basically why we're here. Ot Defoe claims the Bassmaster Classic Championship. Now, here's kind of the neat thing about this is that, as they say here, for decades, it seemed almost impossible for an angler to win the Geico Bassmaster Classic in his home state. Now it's happened four times in six years. That is awesome. Yeah. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Tennessee pro Ott Defoe, who makes his home in Knoxville, caught five bass Sunday from the Tennessee River that weighed 18 pounds, 14 ounces to win the Super Bowl of bass fishing. Super Bowl, bowl, bowl. And the, hey, kids. Pay attention here. So when your buddies decide, hey, let's go fart around and do this other stuff and blah, 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 and you're like, 
<clears throat> well, you know, I want to be a bass fisherman someday. Here's something that'll keep you from going with your buddies causing trouble. Yep. $300,000 prize that goes with the iconic trophy. 300 and grand for one tournament. He fished three days to get that. Yep. Well, it's one of those things. And he had to get know. there. Yeah. And that's I mean, the one thing. There's a lot that goes yes. in, you know. Yes. If you look at how much he profited from that 300 grand, eh, mm. he's got a nice job. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, they have a lot yeah. of yeah. other ways of. Well, there's the money sponsorships well. and yep. the speakings and yep. all this stuff. But yeah. So in, in this one tournament, if all tournaments, if out of any tournament, this is the one tournament they could fish it for free. Yep. And not make a dime. Yep. And they would still want to win it. And yeah. And, yeah. and that's, and that's the thing is it's because it's distilled in their heart, you yeah. know, that, com- that competitor. Yep. So, yep. His three day total weight of 49.3 helped him slip past second place angler, Jacob Wheeler before a raucous. I said it right. Yes. I said it right. Yes. <laughs> I pre-read it. I'm like a raucous. What? Wait, 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 wait. Rock is home crowd at the University of Tennessee's Thompson Bowling. Yep. Okay. Bowling Arena. That was the one. I- bowling. Yeah. Bowling. bowling. Bowling Arena. Thompson Bowling. Yep. All right. There you go. Tennessee balls play basketball now, there. <clears throat> you don't think you don't think fishing is big. You don't think people care about watching fish watching fishing. This blows my goddamn <clears throat> mind. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the World Championship Bass Tournament drew a record total attendance of one hundred fifty three thousand eight hundred and nine. To tournament venues, including daily weigh-ins, the Bassmaster Classic Outdoor Expo, Consumer Show, and the World's Fair Exhibition Hall, and morning takeoffs at Volunteer Landing. Attendance counts include as many as 6,500 at Saturday's early morning takeoff. 6,500 people sat around to watch people go, go! Right. It's insane how this big is. And people don't, re- I didn't realize it until they, st- well, this is the biggest one ever too. Right. right. Record, record total crowds t- ever. Yes. What? And that has something to do with, there's a lot of people there that aren't going to be there from in the future. So it's mm-hmm. like, let's watch the last big hurrah Bassmaster. Hence, if you've watched this all of your life, that was some of you softies out there who have bigger hearts. <clears throat> <laughs> Um, you felt, you, you actually felt what they were feeling that day. And it, and I thought yeah. that was really genuine. I mean, watching them since I was, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, you know, Rick Clun, I wish it would have happened, you know, if he would have been able to make it, that would have been cool. Okay. So hold on a second. Sorry, but it's no, just, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. So <clears throat> when we, we had John here who he is. A bass head. He is a bass freak. This dude, he wants to be on that stage someday. And what we're going to do, you're going to have to watch the video version of this. Okay, to see this. Turn around for the camera. Let's see. Are we getting it? Go more to your right. Right there. Okay, so he's got his shirt is signed by everybody that was fishing this tournament is on the back of that shirt. Mm-hmm. Plus some others, right? Plus some others. <clears throat> Plus some Many others. Many others. Yeah, so he Many is, talk. this dude is a bass head. Everybody. Everybody yeah. signed it. All right, you can join. Where'd you get that? Where, where'd you get all the signatures? Uh, AOI. Oh, okay. At the AOI. At, at the, in Mille Lacs? Or yep. At Mille Lacs? Okay. Yep. Yeah, <clears throat> so he's a bass head. Absolutely love it. Yeah, he wants to do his thing, so. Junkin'. <laughs> 
junkin. Yes. Mm. So yeah, this is it's this is huge. And yes, to see the emo- ripples, huh? I'm cold in here all of a sudden. I don't know if we got the heat turned no, back on. No, we were just in talking bass fishing. Oh, okay. I'm my hands, my hands are actually cold. I don't think we. I turned the heat back on. No, anyway, I was just um, joking. Yeah, so it's it. It was good to see the emotion. And what mm-hmm. I kind of find funny is, well, not funny, but my thoughts as I was watching Van Dam and Iconelli and Gerald Swindell and all these guys that will not be there next year or possibly ever again. Right. I was kind of looking at them and I'm like, Do you think you made the right decision? Are they having how many second thoughts after this tournament are happening? Why do you, you know, think Ike said, I contemplated retirement, mm-hmm. but after seeing this right here, you know, talking the way that he was well, in he front was, of that crowd, I, he wants to be back on that stage. And he knows yeah. the only way through that is, is through opens, fishing that the way that he wants yeah. or, you know. Because he's going to the MLF, to the circuit. right? He's going to the MLF. MLF, yeah. he's already there. Yeah. <clears throat> yep, he's yeah. already committed. Yeah, so I just kind of, I'm I'm curious to know if if these guys could all go, okay, let's rewind. Mm-hmm. How many of them would go, would still go? How many of them wouldn't? Right. You know. Well, I think you cut that field directly in half, the ones who want to make the money and the ones who actually want to catch the fish. The ones who want to, he, now see, I think Ike would have won that tournament had it would have been MLF style on day two. Because of the way that he fished that. Yeah, could be. It would be, well, it would be I don't know overall numbers-wise, but... Yeah, I don't... Well, they don't keep them because they just, you know, just chuck them back, but... Right. It would have been interesting to see, Mm -hmm. you know. And here's... Okay, so (laughs) here's something that's kind of funny about this whole... uh, You know, some people are getting, like, don't like the MLF because of the score tracker and this and that and the other. Right. And it's like, okay, well, you're not fishing it, so you're still watching it, right? Right. But you don't like the score tracker. They've got it on on, on this tournament. It is, Everybody knew. Yep. Like that was one of the complaints with MLF is, well, you already know who's going to win it. Well, you know, as at the end of the day. Yes. If and you no. were watching this, I mean the MLF or the MLF, right? Because right. you're seeing the the points and the actual time. So at right. when the time runs out, boom, done. There's no way in. This here, you watched it, and it's like, well, if you watched it till three o'clock. You knew Art Defoe was going to win it unless there was some sort of magic crazy, happened in that last half hour like, to an well, hour. Last like 30 seconds, they didn't get this guy. But so we all knew Art Defoe was going to win it when the weigh in came. Right. You know, so anybody who's like, oh, MLF sucks because of you already know who won it and there's no weigh in, it's the same damn thing right here. Right. Now, the only thing with that is is with the back, bass tracks, there was, you know, it's not official because they're it's not, not official. It. But right. they got it pretty darn close. Right. And and being, you know, the marshal with the Bass Tracks phone and putting in the information in that phone myself, that right there is sometimes you have service with that phone and sometimes you don't. Yeah. And when you go on, if you're a Samsung guy and you don't operate an iPhone because hey. that's what they give you, hey. hey, it's okay. I'm a Samsung You know, guy more people too. buy Samsungs now than iPhones. And that's totally fine with me. Is that an, And that's great because if that would have been an iPhone, what would have happened? Probably the glass probably would have cracked. His eyebrows lifted up. He got scared. Uh, well, I don't really have my did. screen protector on this one. It broke. <laughs> I dropped it and the screen protector broke, so I got to yeah. go get it replaced. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, so I mean, that, that Bass Track system, I mean, it can be accurate. It cannot mm-hmm. be accurate sometimes. You know, I remember putting 2.5 pounds for him and it ended up putting 1.5 pounds for him. On the bass track. So it was oh, kind of really? cool. Oh. When he came on in, they had him about a pound, you know, about five or six guys lower. That pound and a half can bring him on up. 
depending on right, 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 right. So I mean, I, it's, I'm just saying, you right. know, for the people that are complaining that they're like, oh, well, there's no, you know, there's no way in because we already know who won it. Well, you kind of knew that Aunt Defoe was going to win if you were watching the live right all day. Right, that is a true story. Yep. If if Wheeler would have came in and caught a six seven pounder at the last thirty seconds, we would have known. Yep. Yep. More than likely. Right. But yep. I don't know. So I know. Well, what what are your thoughts on MLF versus bass? Bass fishing having NF. Well, I guess FLW. We can throw that in there, but nobody nobody seems to care about the poor FLW right you now. You know, I, I, which is freaking hilarious. That, that is ironic there because my like I said, my best friend, the coworker, the guy that you know I do fish with, and and the guy that we just talk fishing all day. Um, He's a huge fan of MLF, and he thinks MLF is just running side by side, if not better than BASS. And I don't, I don't disagree with that. Right now, there's more established names in the MLF. But yes. If you think about it, still some of those established names, you know, some of those names are also kind of salty that they're not MLF right now. Um, but if you go ahead and you combine what you just did into MLF and then you still have FLW and BASS. I think what has worked in the past is going to continue to work in the future. This new experiment, eh, when it was Jack's Beef Links a couple years ago up on, that was awesome. I remember watching that. And the best part about that was is they didn't know where they were going. They weren't able to practice. That was fun. They yeah, weren't yeah, able yeah, yeah. to pre-fish. They had no clue. They weren't even driving. They had to sit in a passenger mm. seat and shush. You know, that was it. That was fun. That's not how it is now, though. They're able to practice. They know where they're going, so it's really no different. The only thing is is they just have to find a school of fish, chase it, and catch as many as you freaking can before. I don't like that. I'm about the biggest five because that's what keeps you alive in this game. Catch those biggest five fish that you can possibly catch, put them in your bag, and go show them off to everybody else at that tournament. (laughs) That's what I want to do. Catch them, lip them. Eat it. All right. That's that. Not the fish. In your face, eat it style, you know. Right. That's what I mean. Okay. So we know you would fish the bass. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Or the FLW. Or the FLW. Yep. All right. I still don't know. Don't get me wrong. MLF, I'd fish it, too. Well, yeah. (laughs) The money's there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the the guaranteed money's there. That's the thing. I don't know which one I would fish. Hmm. I don't know. What's the way that you've always fished, though? Every single one of them anglers right there, every single one has always done it that way. The only reason why they did it. Well, it's money. It's it's that security. I don't blame them for that at all. Well, here's how I see. But don't take the fishing part and and that fun, that nature of it out of it. Right. Here's how I see it. Everybody that's dogging on MLF, Mm -hmm. knock it the f*** off. Yes. Right now. It's just a different game. Right. It's a different game. Now, what the F, what what the MLF is doing. How many people are fishing the MLF? It's 80. 80. Yep. (laughs) What they did is they just opened 80 spots on bass. Mm -hmm. They just made it so 80 more people. MLF too. And yeah. I think it was like 40 or 60 from MLF came. Or no, it was. You mean FLW? FLW. Some anglers came from. Well, it's 80 total in. In the MLF. MM and so, MLF. Okay, so I we'll, think it was we'll just 60. Say, yeah, we'll just say 80 spots they open up, the bass and the FLW. Mm-hmm. They open up 80 spots. So there's 80 more people getting a chance to make a good living off of bass fishing. Right. 
So knock it off. Right. Don't dog that league. You want that league to survive. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Because what's going to happen? They are going to, each year, they're going to end up picking people from Bass. Yep. From FLW. Because there's going to be guys that retire, quit, don't want to do it. Maybe there's some sort of cut they have. I don't know. There'll be people that continuously go over there. It'll be a rotating door a little bit. Right. I mean, there's just I think some people might not like it. I think it's a two-year two rotation is, okay. is what it is. It's it's you're you're fishing for two years and it's I think it depending as to who it is, the bottom guys, I think it might even be the bottom twenty, the bottom ten. I haven't read that far. I think you know okay. who I think you know, but you know, I think that I think that is the main point right there is you want to do good. You want to do well, because right. if not, you're out of the MLF and you're back into the opens. Yeah. That's, not, that, you're, that's you're where you go. You're not going back to the elite. You don't go back to the elite right. series. You don't go back to MLF or the, uh, 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 see, I already forgot it. The FLW right away. Right, right. You have to earn your way back up into those ranks. You have to start almost from scratch. But at the same time, you already know you're going to go on in the intimidation factor being who you are. Oh, yeah. You're going to be able to move through. You're going to be, you know, people are going to be able to pull some strings for you to get you up those ranks. And I think that's, I I think with some of those fishermen, they know that confidence is a big thing and confidence is everything when it comes down to fishing, really. Oh, God, yeah. It's it's everything. And those guys have it. So we'll see those guys again. Yep. Back up in this world. So. Right. Yep. Yeah. But just the whole, the whole people, you know, everybody dogging on the MLF. Shut up. Yep. Knock it off. Yep. They just, they just made 80 more people that they gave them better opportunities in life. Yep. For God's sake. Yes. And that's, and that's what you know? we've been wanting to establish. Yes. We've and it's wanted good. to establish it's more that exposure. for the sport. It's yes. more exposure yes. for fishing. Mainstream For TV. the outdoors. Yep. The more people that see this. Are like, oh, okay, fishing, da 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 da. da. And then they might go try fishing, yep. right? And then they might end up doing some sort of hunting someday. You never know, right? Now, and see, the we positive. just made another outdoors. That's man. a positive thing, right? That's great. That's great. And they're seeing these fish be caught, and they're like, wow, they caught that fish. Oh, wow, they caught an, they caught another one. Right? Wow. And yes. you know, they're forty pounds in a day. Yeah. Get People just, here. I mean, the whole argument. There is no argument. It's no. good for fishing. It's yes, it good is. for, I mean, oh, here we'll take the walleye leagues here. You know, you got the NWT, the Cabela's NWT, you yep. got the MWC, you got the MTT, you've got the AIM. Um, um, I think that's, uh, am I missing any? I don't think so. And then you had what is, I'm very disappointed in going on, is the classic, the classic walleye. Classic bass, tried a walleye thing, didn't really work out. Mm-hmm. I was excited. Even though it doesn't seem like it's going to work out or it's going to be a full-time, full-schedule type of deal, they might do one a year, whatever it is, um, I was hoping that there would be another walleye league because that gives people more chances to compete and more exposure for the sport. Right. It's not a competition between circuits. I guess, well, there's a little competition when you're trying to take people from your circuit over. Right. But as far as, you know, everything else, it's not a competition. It's bass it's major league fishing it's flw we've got the internet and we're a bunch of lazy True. bastards that yep. sit around all day with our phones on our hands anyways yep. you can watch it all yep <laughs> it, 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 it's funny right I, I i had a little i had a little conversation with uh with uh trip weldon when i was having a conversation with chuck the guy who got me into being able to uh uh, be a marshal the guy who was chuck's right hand man yeah. to bass who just retired last year um he went on and um, told me, he was like, hey, you know, come on down. 
You can wear whatever you want. Just whatever you do, don't you dare wear any FLW down around this place. You got that? Drip turned around so fast. His eyebrows lifted on up. I thought he grew a hairline, folks. It was hilarious, <laughs> man. He went on up. He was like, no, no FLW, please. I'd, I'd appreciate that. Right. And it was like, it was not a problem. I don't own anything FLW or anybody yeah. FLW or anything I mean, I get like that. that. So I just... Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. I understand. Well, I can't remember which guy it was, but uh, there was one of these guys. Um, it was kind of a yellowish jersey that he had on his right here. It was the Bass logo, but okay. it was obviously a big sticker. Okay, you know, right on the it, it was just stuck there. And then there was a big black tape mark on his one shoulder. Oh, he, so, didn't, he must not have gotten one of his jerseys I done was in like, time. That's what I was thinking. I'm yeah. like, really? Like, yep. you know you're fishing the classic. I noticed everybody else had their... Yeah. It, it was probably... Yeah. I guarantee you that jersey right there that everybody it, it was said, wearing uh, is... Yeah. That's their last one with the bass on it. I can't remember which one it is, which which guy it was. It was kind of a, a yellowish jersey. That's, um, it wasn't Reese, not Skeet. No, it wasn't, no, it wasn't no. Skeet Reese. No, no, no. But, yeah, that was kind of funny. I'm like, all right. So, yeah, you obviously didn't get your... Uh, Get your. I'll just I'll just scroll through the pictures and see if it if they. I doubt they'll probably put them on there, but. So yeah, I mean we just I gotta. It's it's just more exposure, man. That's all it is. We need to stop with the, oh this sucks and that sucks and blah blah blah. It's, it's dumb. I agree. It, it's truly stupid, and it's just yep. it's more exposure. Who cares what these guys these, the guys that go over to major league fishing, they're all fine. You know, they're all yep. fine. Yep. Unless they end up in the top 10 or, or bottom 10 or 20 or whatever. Right, right. Whatever that is. I don't know <laughs> right. what that is exactly. But these guys but... are all making money one way or another. Oh, man. What? That, that, that guy right there. Oh, Ike and Ellie? Man, uh, I'm sorry. That, that time that really, really, really got me when I was a kid, literally, when he had that now, bass. How old are you? I, I'm 36. Okay. I'm so I, I'll so. call myself a kid even when I'm 16, 17, yeah. you know, 18. Yeah, what, yep, yep, yep. When he won back in 03, I was, I had, I had my son. He was a year old. You know, it was, do you know how cool that was to see that and go, my dream is like <laughs> right there. Right. I watched that. And I think that's when the lady looked at me for the first time and goes, oh shit, he fishes a lot, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's watching no. this on TV and he's getting emotional. Oh, yes, I'm in yes. trouble. I'm not going to see him on the weekends, am I? <laughs> no, nope, no. Not unless you start no. fishing, huh? Now see, now, now see. The thing <laughs> is, is <clears throat> I know at least there's there's somebody out there who will you know be a caddy for me. You know, at least to to back up the boat. You know, if I ever go fishing solo big, yeah. so hey. somebody who's there. Let's just. Uh, Let's just one step at a time there first, right? Start fishing. Start fishing. Get a line in the water, ladies yep. and gentlemen. That's the, that's the way Let to it start. become a passion. You know, it doesn't matter. You could be 36 or 63. You got a passion. You can get there. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, I was listening to a podcast earlier. and <clears throat> That's and, not weird. You no, know, it's not weird. Not weird um, at all. <laughs> so speaking of that, on Podbean, it like keeps your listening stats how long you listen to stuff oh yeah and uh i don't know how this isn't too long i think it may be because i think i downloaded this when i got when i started the podcast so not not extremely um long you know whatever uh 512 hours i've been listening 
That's that's it's a different podcast. You need to be serviced I've already, I've two already, hours, two hundred hours ago. I've, I've already, <laughs> I've already reached a master level, which is the highest that goes. Wow. Yeah. Well, I listen I mean, to it eight hours and, a day. And you know while what? I'm working. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Yep. That's fine. Um. No. Um. I was listening to that podcast, and and they were talking about you know fishing is one of these things where your physical condition means zero, as long as you can get in a boat. And use your hands, basically. You know, you can be fat, you can be short, you can be tall, you can be skinny. You can have one leg, you can have one arm, you can get out and fish. Right. We encourage positive, you know, good health and stuff. But yeah, but you know what I mean? There's Anybody can do it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yep. I mean, you've seen some of them boys in the classic. There's some big freaking boys There's fishing some big that boys day. Biggins. Yep. And then you got Mike Iaconelli, who's I don't know, five. He's, five he's also and, getting old too. Yeah, yeah. He's a little skinny guy. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's not basketball. It's not football where you have to be in this peak athletic condition. Right. You know. Right. You you can just go do it and catch fish. It's a mental game. That's all fishing is. Yep. There's almost no physical, like into the game at all if you i mean you got to be able to stand in a boat or whatever be in a boat right but other than that it's it's a hundred percent figuring out that puzzle that chess game of fishing and what do they want where are they where are they moving to the colors the baits i mean it's it's 99 percent mental yep and being able to figure out that puzzle so right. no matter who you are if you want to do this mr john morales if you want to be on that stage you I'd can love do to. it Mm-hmm. You can well, so would I. Yeah, yeah. But well, let's fish. The, the only thing that's keeping you doing it is you. Yep. You know. Yep. And there's gonna be sacrifice. There is. There there's is. There's gonna be a lot of heartache. There's gonna be a lot of ups, and there's gonna be a lot of downs. And there's bring gonna be, it on. And there's gonna bring be it on a lot of sacrifice. Bring you know, it so on. No. Yeah. Bring it on. I was mainly talking to everybody out there, but I'm talking. Okay, you too. You know what, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I, I, lo- I like your attitude. On. I like your yep. attitude because you, you know, you have a very positive attitude of that you can do it. You can, you know, you're going to try to take this as far as you can. Yep. And why not? There's no reason not to. There's, there's no. <laughs> I got no. Ceiling. I got no answer to that question. There, there, there really Why is not? no ceiling Why in not? this. Yeah. If Why you not? want to start, you can start in your, you know, your twenty dollars fishing leagues that take place every other Wednesday. If you right. want to, you can go all the way down to your, you know, fifty dollars twenty five boat tournaments, yep. you know, or your three hundred dollar, you know, twenty five boat tournaments, fifty boat tournaments. Yep. You know, it all depends as to what you want to buy and what you got. My equipment's been the one thing that keeps me back. My boat. That's. That's been my Achilles heel. So, and that's nah. that 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 falls yes, back with my responsibilities. I had kids it, early in life. It depends, though. Responsibilities, you know. That's and that's where my sacrifices are coming in. But I'm never. I will repeat this, guys. I understand. No matter how important fishing is, if you don't have the support of your family, yes, you have to remember what is the most important thing to you. Some people. So I know some of you guys out there. You know, I I feel for you, but at the same time, I understand where you're coming from. You're going to go on and don't let the door hit you on the way out. You know, you're going to go fishing, right. you know, and live in the back of your truck right. with your boat pulling behind you. I get it. I get it. That's just not my cup of tea. I have a 16-year-old. I have a 13-year-old. I want to make sure that they're going to be on the right path in life. It started 16 years ago. Like I said, whew. 
When I saw that he's, with, he's, uh, he's, no, I'm not, no, I'm not, no, I'm not, see if no, I'm not, no, I'm not, no, I'm not, no, I'm not. Let me see if I can get him to cry. <laughs> Come on, do it. Uh, when I saw Mike win that, he was like calling I me. said. He was calling me during the classic win. I, wasn't, I he was, was texting him texting for me, crying out crying. loud. He's like, I'm crying. I'm crying. <sighs> anyway, go ahead. Yeah, anyways. But when I, <laughs> <laughs> when I literally saw him, when I watched him win that, when my son was a year yep. old, you know, I thought that would have been the greatest thing in the world to be able to do that. You're seriously so, like teary-eyed right now. No, no, I'm you not. You are. We were just yes, laughing. Yes, you are. Oh, yeah, right. You're, we were just laughing. It's all right, man. I mean, no. it just shows the, I mean, it seriously shows the passion. Yep. No, I get it. I mean, that's that's all it is. It shows the passion for the sport and the love of it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, <clears throat> there's, you know, there's sacrifice and there's things you got to do and yep. the support system is huge. Yep. Yeah, if you don't have a support system from your girlfriend, from your wife, you're not going to have a girlfriend, you're not going to have a wife. Right, is that a sacrifice? Right. Is that, that s- falls underneath that category that you're willing to, right. you know. Right, and no, if you have a girlfriend or a wife and kids, you should probably take care of them first. Yep. Just saying. Yep. You know, if she's a girlfriend, well, to get her fishing. Right. Because <laughs> then she can be your fishing wife. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, and she will support you till the day you die. Right. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's huge. And then when you start getting into the sponsors and whatnot and finding companies that you believe in and, and they believe in you, that's in a whole another level of support we can talk about at some point. But Right, right. But yeah, support systems are Love to get giant. there. <laughs> but here's, a, you said that equipment is one of your things that's keeping you from doing it in your boat. It ain't keeping you from doing it. You can still fish out of that thing. Oh, I love fishing out and of that thing. And I do. You can compete in that thing. I just thing. need a live well. That's my only, th- I need a live well I'll with good help water. I'll you make one. Yeah, you know what? I, I have a buddy coming over this All weekend from cooler. Patience Metal Fabrication, yeah. and he's going to come on over, and he uh, he works with aluminum and metal extremely well. He's going to he's gonna give me a nice little, you know, map out system as to how we can take care of things on a, on a budget. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to – see, this is the thing with my boat. I still have all four benches in there, but yet I only have a two-foot by five-foot, four-inch, you know, wide area that's open in the boat. Everything right. else is a flat deck that I customized. Yeah. It's just heavy with the wood that I use. So now I'm just trying to fix that. I'm going to get no, that. I get it. You know, go ahead, update that. So my point is, yep. you can beat them in a canoe. Yeah. Be- you want to know why? True, you can- true. You want, here's, and, and this goes back to something I just said a little while ago. Yep. You can beat them in a canoe. Why? Because fishing is not physical. It is mental. Yep. If you can figure out where those fish are and what yep. they want to eat and how they want to eat it, you can go over there in your canoe. Might take you seven hour or well, almost well, so eight hour day. Might take you three hours to get over there. You get to fish for an hour and you got a canoe back three hours, whatever, leaves you another hour for whatever. Right. But if you get over there and you catch the five biggest fish in the lake because they were in that spot and you figured out how to catch them because of your mental capa- uh, capabilities yep. and you won that chess game, you can still compete. Absolutely. So I don't want to hear it about your boat. That's competitive. In, in other words, shut the hell up about your boat. Damn. <laughs> Meanwhile, I got a little boat in the back, and what am I doing next weekend? Picking up a bigger boat. <laughs> functioning live well, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it does have a functioning live well. Yeah, that's right. Great functioning live well. Right. <laughs> I don't know if it better be. Yeah. $30,000 live well. Right. Comes with a free boat, though. <laughs> <laughs> comes with a free boat. $30,000 live well. Comes with a free boat. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And you get a trailer, I think, too. <laughs> yeah. No, I got to just throw it on the top of my truck. No. You know, it's it's funny. I've actually seen, you know, where they go ahead and they price out a boat. Yeah. Oh, and the trailer comes with it as well. Oh, yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Not what? have a trailer? Yeah. Like, oh, and there's this kind of a trailer. This is great. It's like, 
Okay, yeah. now I have to see the picture of this trailer to make sure that it's not like a 16-foot boat sitting on a 21-foot boat's trailer, <laughs> you know? I went to the flea market and I picked up a trailer <laughs> right. just in case I bought a boat someday. Oh, look, I'm buying a boat. Good thing I bought that trailer at the, at the flea, flea market. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it has to make sense. Well, there's yeah. there, I mean, there. yeah, I mean, when you buy a boat, there's, do you want, you know, a black one? Do you want this one? Do you want mm -hmm. a roller? Do you want a bunk? But yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. Yep. It's like with trailer, well, yeah. Yeah, let's I'm gonna go buy a new truck with wheels. Yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> gonna be a motor and doors. Yeah, hopefully. Yes. Hopefully, yes. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, there's a steering wheel on it. Oh yeah. Anyway. And so yeah. So no matter what people tell you, just go fish. You know, and if you want to be a tournament fisherman? Expect to you know make huge sacrifices. Yep. Like we talked about last time, don't be out till two in the morning with your friends when you got to get up before to go fishing. Right. Get to bed at nine. Get to bed at eight. Yep. yep. So. About even, it. even though it's, we know that that still doesn't happen. Oh, hell no. Can't sleep. No. I mean, I'm up till midnight getting, you know, bait ready and mm -hmm. rigs ready and baits yep. ready and rods and everything ready. Yep. And then you go to bed and it's like, oh crap, I got to get up in three hours. And then of course you wake up an hour early. So you got like an hour and a half of sleep. Yep. But hey, it is what it is. It, it, it is what I'm, it is. I'm able to function. That's only because we do it part-time. Right. You know, if this was our full-time gig, like we said, you know. There would be a full-time commitment yeah. to the sleeping pattern, eating pattern. Well, there has who to be. eats on that? Well, there's there's got to be a full-time commitment to that because if mm -hmm. it is your full-time job, you'll burn out quick if you don't get seven, eight, nine hours of sleep. and Because you're standing food. for, yeah. to, I mean, <clears throat> service workers, customer service people, you know, that, that that's that's tough to do for work standing on a boat going like this and then you're scooching across 65 miles an hour hitting rogue waves and Dude, stuff. It's, it's it'll killer. beat on you and, and i'm gonna be honest that last year of the aoy when i was out with uh with a buddy out there we were following fighter around uh mr jeff allen we were having a great time the only problem was is I think you purposely hit some waves, man, that you shouldn't have hit. I understand I let PJ hit, you know, sit where he sat, and I and I sacrificed when, you know, when the wife was out there, and I sat. I didn't work for two days after that. I had to go to a chiropractor. I went to a massage. That was terribly awesome. Thank you very much. I greatly appreciate that. It was just a little bit of back pain, but it just, it was terrible on that. And not to mention, it, what made matters worse is hitting a rogue wave during the Nitro 21 uh, boat ride that they give you when you oh, go on out and do a little test ride, yeah. a little demo. It was great. That right there, <clears throat> nail. That was the final nail oh, right yeah. in the coffin. Oh, it hurt. Rogue waves Rogue suck. Rogue waves suck. <laughs> yes. And your boats will tell you the same thing. And Malax is full of them. They are yeah. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they it are. doesn't matter if you're in a bass boat or a walleye boat. Mm -hmm. Rogue waves suck. Yep. Yeah. If you're yep. going to get wet. and you Take get, 90 gallons yeah. right over the bow. No problem yes. in a day's time. Get yourself a good set of uh, air ride suspension seats, mm -hmm. seat pedestals, like, uh, you know, Airwave, Wave Pro. Something like that. Yep. Or otherwise, if you don't, you know, and you have something like what I got, you just wait till it's slick calm or early morning or late in the evening, you know, and just go on out during that time. A rogue wave would encapsize your boat. It hurts. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> when the wind started getting up about seven, eight miles an hour, you know, and, 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 and I looked much. at, it's not even that much. No. But when you think about it, it's coming out of the west, you know, oh, southwest, yeah. and, you, and I'm launching on the east side of the lake and I want to head south or something, or if I'm launching on the north end, or if that's the case or depending where the wind's coming uh -huh. from it's that'll eat you up no problem because that gets cooking about 15 20 see a smart guy 
if the wind's coming out of the west, you would launch on that west side and fish right. closer to the west. Right. But nobody said we're fishermen are smart. Mother Nature hates me when I want to fish Malax in my boat. Right. Except for last year. Mother Nature hates everybody. First time. No. First time. I mean, 200, 250, you know, smallmouth that easily would have registered over two and a half, three pounds. Easily. Yeah. And just a matter of a couple of days. Not a problem. Walleyes mixed in, rock bass as well. That that lake is littered. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. We didn't get a chance to talk about Did you listen to that. the podcast? I, no, this week? I, I was just going to say I didn't get a chance to listen to it, oh. but I do want to voice my opinion about it if I can. I do have hey, a video out there from it, last man. year that really ticked me off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I posted a video last year. Okay, guys. so hold on, hold on. Yeah. So we were referring to my last episode um, called Change My Mind. Yep. Where I. We talked about uh, the new regulations on Malax and how I think they're absolutely BS. Uh, might have called out the DNR and everybody involved and da 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 da. So, yes. Th- thanks for listening, by the way, John. Yes, I have not listened to that episode. Hopefully, by the time, th- <laughs> tell you what, this episode ain't coming out till you listen. I, it's it's going to be listened to. <laughs> I promise you that. Um, but 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 nonetheless, uh, I put out a video last year when I was out there bass fishing, um, and I do believe it was it was early June. Or uh, even late May. But there were so many people out there fishing, having a great time. Um, I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm having the time of my life catching these, these beautiful brown fish and these green fish. And I have this encounter with these walleyes that are belly up floating on top of the water. Now, it was really starting to get underneath my skin. I don't target this fish. I eat this fish when I can. I respect this fish. You know, it is our state fish. I, I absolutely love it. I cherish it. But to see it not being able to be harvested absolutely hurt. To see floating fish all over the place. Now, their slot that they have and their timing that they have could not be worse for being able to open it, in my personal opinion, for this season, for 2019. I think if they were going to open walleyes, make it during the most difficult time of the year for them to be caught. Oh, you mean when we can keep them? When we can keep them. But you kind of have to, you know, flex it. Open it for two weeks, maybe close it for two weeks. But then you're going to get confused. Fishermen, it's not going to be able to stay stable like that. But I just think it's going to affect the spawn in the future of that fish if you want to open it right at spawn. Because this is going to be late ice. We're going to have ice well, on some of these lakes. Possibly, That's, yeah. You know, and I, I'm kind of concerned about that and, and you know, the timing of, of spawn and people getting excited and wanting to go up there. And before you know it, we're all bumping boats. Everybody's wanting a walleye and it's spawn season. I They're everywhere, but. Yeah, I wouldn't worry so much about it. I mean, it, it opens around the same time every year. And, yep. you know, the fish, they, they'll still spawn if need be, whatever. Right. Um, if anything, the ice will actually affect them negatively more than the fishing will that time of year. Because if the water doesn't warm up, they'll just reabsorb the eggs and then not spawn, period. Right. And that's happened before. Um, but what they should do is, you know, I mean, open fishing, that's fine, whatever. There's states that have year-round walleye fishing, and the fishing is great. So right. fishing through the spawn, I'm not as worried about that. They should move, you know, like we're – well, I won't say we should – I have completely different feelings, whatever. Um, if they're going to do this short 
BS open of where you can keep one. They were in accordance, you know, like your the reason I'm bringing this up is because your video open it during that time in July and August when it's hot as hell and we're killing these things anyway. Right. You know, and people are going to even shallow fish float yes. during that time because it's hot yep. and whatnot. Not just deep fish, but I've seen them in shallow, you know, floating around there after a guy throws it out and boom, the, it's floating 30 seconds later. Right. So if they were, you know, that should be a consideration. You know, that's something Kyle said last week on the, on the podcast was have it during that time. Right. You know, and yep. I, I heard the same thing. I think I said it too, maybe who knows, but it's, a, yeah. It's, when you listen to, when you, when you actually listen to podcast, you'll know exactly how I feel. And, and, you know, I, and I don't I, want to beat the dead horse again on this one. But, no, I, and I know it, it's, it's yeah. the DNR and I know they make the decisions and the lawmakers and stuff like that, whatever. But oh, the best thing that we can do, Doug, as fishermen is we can all handwrite a note and send it to them and they'll see it. And I think like literally if you're able to do that, they're going to get stacks and stacks and stacks. They're going to have no choice, but literally to open them and really pay attention to this. If people really honestly, truly care, the people who actually vote on these things, I don't think are people who technically really pick up a fishing pole. Anyways. No. And that was something that I, I really missed out on last week's show was I called out the DNR. I called out Glyphwick, which is a um, Native American group. Um, okay. Whatnot that the DNR and blah, blah, blah. I forgot to call out, count out, uh, call out St. Paul. Okay. And all the politicians. They have just as much to do with it. Tim you know, Tim Walls, our governor, you're in charge now. Yep. Guess what? We're not happy. Yep. Listen to and the you're, people. And you're a sportsman. Yep. So maybe you should get involved. Yep. You know, so when you want to write your handwritten notes, send them to your, your uh, representative in St. Paul. Don't send them to DNR. They'll just open it and throw it out. They don't care. Right. That That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You send throw, it to the state. Send it, send it to St. Paul. Yep. The Absolutely. Senate, your congressman, whatever, um, the House, the House and Senate, send it to both of them, send them all three, send one, you know, photo, make one photocopy it and send them to every single yeah. one of them. Please do that. And, and I'm telling you, the more the, the more that you can get that out there, the more you can get that in their face, in, in their yeah. eyes, it's going to be distilled. That's Minnesota's voice. That's yeah. your signature. That is your word. Yeah. Let's get it out there. Yeah. Why not? That's a, that's a great idea. And I think I'm going to... I think I'm gonna do that. Yeah, I think we I'm, should. I'm gonna do that, and I'm gonna call it everybody. Yep, let's all do that. Yep, write a letter stating your concerns, and we're not just gonna limit this to Malax. No, state it's, your concern. It's state it's your concern as a Minnesota outdoorsman and women and kids and old people. I don't care where you are, who you you know, mm-hmm. what your background is. Right. Write a letter to them. Yep. We're the land of ten thousand lakes and five thousand forests. Even if I'm it's just the throwing opposite. out the number of forests, you know. E- even if it's the opposite opinion of what we hold, everybody has the right to that. In, right. in my personal opinion, if you do. think if you think they're doing the greatest job in the face, encourage of the them. Let right. them know. I guess yeah. Yeah. you know. Hey, but I'm just gonna let you know, yeah. you're not gonna win that one. No, 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 no you're <laughs> There's not. gonna be more in our pile no. than there will be in yours. Right. So yeah. write a letter stating yep. your concerns as a as an outdoors as a whole, whether it's hunting, it's fishing, you know. D- Getting specific with a lake. Yep. I mean, Mille Lacs is a big deal, but if, write two. Write one for Mille Lacs and write one right. for anything else. Just stating, hey, I don't, I don't 
fully agree with what's going on with our outdoors, with our lakes, with our deer, with the bulls. Not the management. Wolves, there's nothing that they can really do. There's some really good news coming through that wolves might be declassified, so we might be able to hunt the things. Um, But if you have, I mean, if you have a specific animal that you do chase, let them know. Yep. You know, let them know, hey, we are here and we want things better. Yep. Yeah, we want you to do a better job. We want absolutely and do this for me. Write down, we want transparency. We want to know how you come up with your numbers and your figures exactly. Right. I brought it up right. last week on if well, here we go. I don't know if I've ever asked you this because you're typically a bass guy. When you fish Malax Lake, mm-hmm. have you ever been asked how many walleyes you caught that day? Uh, right. No, I think maybe last year out of well, – we'll just do the one-week stretch. I was asked yeah. one time, and that was at the restaurant, and that was it. By like a DNR agent? No, not by a DNR oh, agent. Okay. I didn't see a single DNR agent that entire weekend. This is something I keep bringing up. And that I found <clears throat> to be a big problem. Right. This is something I keep bringing up. I brought it up in last week's. I keep asking people every time Malax comes up, have you ever been asked by anybody in the DNR or one of those kids at the boat access that checks your boat and then tells you there's an extra weed there? How many walleys have you caught? I can't find one person that ever has. No. Not one. But yet let's but they but they, but but, they care about it and they but, wanna Well that came up because mm. on on uh, forty seven thousand pounds is what we killed in that lake last year. Oh that's how can they tell us that? Right. If they Where's don't your know numbers. Yeah. How do they bring up the numbers? Right. So so there's and one that, more. There's one more yep. person that has never been asked how many walleyes they've caught in that lake. Where are you getting their numbers? Thank you. All right. It's okay. I'll wait. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I can't wait to... When, when you listen to last week's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me know. Enter cricket sound here. <laughs> Text me. <laughs> right? No. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, write a letter. I'll even ask hey. around too. Yeah. I'll even ask around. Do it. Yep. Yeah. Hey, if um, any anybody out there, if you listen to this and you have you have been, or even if you've never been, let me know. Send us a message on the SmackDown Outdoors podcast page. Uh, message me. And yes, better yet, yes, I have been. Yep. And th- and try to remember how many times. Or no, I haven't been. Let me know how many. I would love to actually start taking statistics. How many times you've been on that lake? How many times you've asked? Yep. You've been asked. Yep. That would be awesome because if they're going to keep telling us that forty-seven thousand pounds of fish comes out of this lake, how the fuck do you know? Right. Right. And the other thing I is... I sort of censored myself. On no, that. yeah. yeah, No, I, I didn't hear that. Fuck. Yeah. That's <laughs> what it sounded like. But anyways, you, when you fish this year, when you go there, take a picture of the boat ramp that you're at. If there is a DNR person there or somebody checking your boat for weeds or not, mark that location sent that you know that the time and date time of year it was send it into the dnr say where you at right why isn't my boat being checked why are there tons of people here why is there a long line for people wanting to launch their boat and get their boat off the water where you at right you should be here there's probably walleyes going out in those boxes yeah there's probably fish i shouldn't be i mean who knows because you don't you're assuming last time i checked but at the same time in all fairness I haven't even seen them out on the water yet. Yeah. I haven't seen them out there. Not once. On Malax, 
Maybe once. I got, Maybe. I got checked I on my cabin lake, which is 10 miles north of there, <laughs> one time in my life. And it was yeah. that weekend that I was on Mille Lacs. I, got I put up. my boat on that water yeah. one time that entire weekend, and yeah. that was the time I got I got checked was by Dean. What are you doing on my lake? There's three of you bozo uh, guys. I mean, you guys do a good hey, look, job. Don't when you're blame able the, to do this. It. Is not the CEOs. Do not right. get mad at a CEO. No, no do not get mad no. at a CEO. They are only no. doing what they are told. A hundred percent agree yes. with that. 100% I have no problem with, with CEOs. No, let's get that up. Unless no, you're on White Bear Lake and you're trying to get me going off the water, and my lights aren't on, and I can still see the ball of fire in the sky. Go to sleep. I'm t- I was so upset with him. That, that was a sensor. I wanted to tell you to go elsewhere, but Mr. Guy on White Bear Lake got me and my buddy. We, the sun was still up and they wanted you to turn your light on? Yeah, and he wrote really? me a ticket for it. But and for failure just... to have my actual physical paper proof inside of the boat of my actual license that matched the sticker on the side of the boat that still had two more years yet to expire. And he and he gave me a ticket for all of that. Where's your fire extinguisher? I'm in a little 16-foot dinker with four bench seats in it. I can't see your gas can. I get it, sir. It's right. Let me move this flap real quick for you. It's right there. Yeah. Oh. Well, you have three sides on that. You need to not have three sides on that, and it's covered. It's blah, blah, blah. Wrote me a ticket for it. Wait, the what? ball of fire sitting there. He had no – the whole thing came on up. It was – You can't have your gas can covered? No, not without having a fire extinguisher right there on board. Oh. So. So you messed up. I messed up on that one. All right. Sweet. Well, don't blame him for that one. No, no. <laughs> no. With the fireball in the sky, and you need a light on still. Yeah, but that was the only reason why it came on over. <laughs> right. So – but yeah, we, we won't go there with the racial profiling he did. So, anyways. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, it was terrible. Yes, my son? Oh. <laughs> <sighs> anyways. All right. Anyways, mm-hmm. yes. I try not to get political. No. Unless it's, of course, like something know, like outdoors this. related. Right. Yeah, so. And and I did not get a chance to listen to that episode, but I will mm. I will give it a listen as and if you have not listened to it either and you're listening to this one. Yeah, go back and listen. Go back and listen to that one, please. You Change have to. my mind. Yep. That's what it's called. Yep. Change mine too while you're at it. I'd like right. to, I'd like that. How to did happen. we even get on this? We we're talking, segue we we're talking, to segue to segue, something like that. But yeah. What do you want to talk about? I mean, we're, well, we're going to talk, we're, we're here to talk about the Bassmaster Classic. Right. And Otten you know what was the winner? Yes, he was. And let's start with those kids who also fished, you know, and pick up on the pattern that they were using that yes. also the pros were using and they were all successful and they were all approaching that with the same way. Yep. And if you guys don't know what that was, that was the lipless crankbait. Yep. There was also, you know, you you had your DT6. Um if I'm not mistaken there was a DT4 that was involved as well. Yep. I mean there was there, there were so many different options that you had that you were using and that they were being successful with. And those those high school kids used the same things. Yep, that yeah. was awesome. My my biggest three takeaways as far as baits was the flat sided crankbaits, mm-hmm. um, and then lipless crankbaits, yep. and then your chatterbaits. Yep, and those or as they might have called them, bladed jigs. Bladed jigs. So right, we just call it a chatterbait. That's what yeah, it was originally called. Ch- back well, chatterbait is an actual name brand. So if they're the throwing whatever company, they can't say chatterbait. Right. Right. Uh, Strike King's got a new one out. That's what's that one um striking's got a new one i have no idea whoever was just uh it's 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 somebody it's had it tied on new one somewhere i saw something i don't know anyway Any um, but yeah so it was like i said the flat-sided crankbaits the lipless crankbaits and the chatterbaits right and slow yep rolling them slow 
Right. And they were using higher gears. You, you could tell that some of those guys, they were oh, yeah. the way that they were cranking. Yeah. And you could really tell who had the bigger, you know, the yeah. higher geared schools. Oh, yeah. And it was just, that was so fun to watch them fish. You know, watching, watching uh, the bigger fish coming on up that were <laughs> a lot of these baits guys that you guys don't know when they were catching these fish on these crankbaits a lot of them they were just getting the last treble hook on the bottom lip mm-hmm. and they had to finesse them in on the fight a yep. lot like 90 percent of the time they had there was a, a, the other percentage they ate the darn thing and they inhaled it, put it in sideways, deep down in their mouth. And I thought that was extremely entertaining and watching it live, watching that bite happen, pulling them on up. You had a higher percentage chance of it being a bigger fish versus the other, what they were throwing with the chatterbait immediately on day one and day two. So, yep. yep. I thought that was pretty cool. I thought it was kind of neat. The, um, and, and this is, you know, when it comes to customizing baits, walleye world, huge. Oh yeah, we are custom painting everything. We can, we can, we Absolutely. will custom paint your shoe if it ends up in the on. You know, <laughs> seriously, please do so, <laughs> make it look like a lure. That'd be right, cool, <laughs> right? And uh, it's funny because Ot Defoe, the main bait he was using, he custom painted that thing, and he wasn't airbrushing. He nope. was red and black and maybe orange. I think it was an, uh, red and black. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, sharpies, markers, sharpies, just markers. going to town like yes. a little kid on them. Yep. So it's 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 just cool seeing the, you know, people don't think about it in bass fishing. Nope. You know. Nope. And I and I'm typically one of those guys that I'm like, you know, we've talked about it before, light and dark, light and dark. But I did say, depending on the lake, if there's a certain color on that lake. Yep. Um, now the one that Ott used, it wasn't as red as he wanted. So that was a really red body of water. Right. With that stained water and it's funny because it was shad. So you would think that a white color would work better or that along those lines. Right. But that red for some reason. Yep. Just worked out great. Everybody is, you know, we're on the Bassmaster Classic, um, Bassmaster website, and we're looking at the top baits used by the pros, top lures of the 2019 Classics. All these crankbaits are red, are red, are red. That crop That's that pattern. That's red crop that pattern. red crop pattern. Red and, and oranges. Yep. Um, you know, whether it doesn't matter, doesn't matter the company. It was Berkeley. It was Bagley. Uh I'm sure Strike King was in there, you know, all these different companies, but it was red. If it was right. a crank, it was red. Yeah. But the only exception, well, except for this one jerk bait here. Yeah, that, that's um, literally, that is, he has to be. It's a purple and yellow? When that's Roy Hawk, sexy, what is that? That bait? is a gorgeous, gorgeous looking. That's a, that's Duo that fat Realis. Dual, Dual Realis. Jerk bait. I've oh, never yeah. even heard of Dual Realis. Purple mist. That's a, dude, that's a. I gotta get that for walleye. That, that is, she is pretty. But look at that crankbait. Now, yes. Crawl. Now, see that color right there. Typically, uh, when that is set up uh, lipless, and I find that in my box, or look yep. at somebody and they have that in their box, or you know whatever, I'm going right off to the side. Never really throwing that color ever. Right. You know that's or that style for that color specifically. I've thrown multiple color lipless. I've thrown multiple. You know designs just yep. like that yep. mark daniels jr he's that, got the a, rattle he's traps got two rattle traps yep. two different cross one's got more yellow and orange in it one's more your traditional you know like your rapala uh, uh paint job on it mm-hmm. looks like an actual craw yeah um and that looks so 
old school. Look how oh, yeah. original that looks from back. Rattle traps haven't changed. The, and it, it is just it, the original. Oh, yeah. There, I stopped by Vado's Bait and Tackle today. They oh. had their new bait out. He was putting it on the shelves. He had a box, a bunch of rattle traps sitting there, and mm-hmm. I picked them up. They, they Same thing. <sighs> same thing. I think just, different hooks because he uses some sort of special hook on his. Well, I can't remember the company he was talking about, but they're super sticky, he says. But look, oh, there, yeah. there's a crankbait he used. An actual crankbait with a lip on it, another craw. It was red, red, red. That, so that guys... was his MR6 that he was just talking about. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's his Bill Lewis. That yep. that that was that was killer to watch him use that. Yep. But this so, man right so, here, and here's here's the <laughs> and, and this is one of these these this is one of these things. Just because even though it was hey, throw a red crankbait on, mm-hmm. throw a red craw on there. Everybody yep. was catching with a craw. Mike Iaconelli. <laughs> He breaks out the Caribbean Shad DT6. Yep. Blue on the top, yellow on the bottom. Yep. And it has that little green, that, that little emerald green flicker right yep. along the middle of that body right yep. there. And mm-hmm. I think that transition when it was folding flat. Yep. Gosh, just a little that, bit more. I love yep. that. Yep. And then he also had the flat three um, crankbait on there. And that one is uh, silver on top with the kind of cream tan sides on it. Right. So that was yes. modified by Ott. Yeah. By the way, and we were, we were actually before the podcast looking like how did he modify it? How did he modify it? Right. Looks did like he, he just color changed... it, or did he change the bill pattern I'm, on it from the original on the mold? Or what I did think, he do with Rapala on that? That's what I'm curious. I think it's more. I think it's the bill because it actually looks like a metal bill. And like you said earlier, I think it's moved higher up because right there, mm-hmm. it looks like... Well, let me see if I can zoom this up a little bit bigger. I think you can. No, not the picture. I can zoom the rest well, of everything else on the page. I can on my phone if I were to go like right. that. Right, but little <laughs> changes. Like, I don't know if the color itself was changed at all. I don't think so because I think I've got this a different uh, bait, but that same color pattern. Right. But I think the bl- uh, it looks like a metal bill and they actually moved it closer to the top so it's more into the eyes like you were saying earlier yep but but i mean if you you know i mean that's kind of the one exception to the rule on all these baits crankbaits was craw i mean there's jesse wiggins another craw yep you know jacob wheeler <laughs> more craw <laughs> double fist craw, red yep. craw and there's the one by Ot defoe and if you go to the last page because i'm pretty sure that is the aftermath of bass just smashing it absolutely because it looks like there's more red on the back than on the front and yep yeah so yep. um but the, it's it's they they found a pattern and they all were smashing that pattern and they were yep. throwing you know like we said the chatter baits the jigs and there were some guys actually throwing you know jigs and with trailers on it and stuff too but it was yep. a crankbait fest yep it and that and and those guys fest. and those guys that were flipping those jigs that were flipping around the docks they they were pretty successful with it i'm not going to lie they caught oh, their yeah. fish but yep. a lot of them weren't measuring some of them would have you know kept wise up on the scale but they weren't measuring out when they put them up on the bump no nope. so that right there would have been the killer on that right right and, and it was an 18 i think it was for the bump there was an 18 inch for smallies was yep. there a bump on the on the large mouth too i don't know i i, I just know that that 18 inch bump for the smallies okay. was the killer because i know you can catch a chonky 16 or a 17 yeah, that'll yeah, yeah. That'll kick out a skinny, skinnier. Well, there was, I can't remember who it was. It was day three, I think. And he was, he was sitting there and he was just waving. He kept waving that tail out on that bump board, trying to get it to 18. And it would like tick it and then fall away and he couldn't get it back. And it was a fat fish. And he, so. Watching, watching him fan that, I was, my heart was breaking. I was climbing in my seat. Like I had to pee really bad. And I was just like, no, what is going on? No. 
I know I just took a picture to of it when it happened. I don't know if I kept the. Oh yeah, yeah. Here it goes, right there. Oh. Uh, Look at how close that is. You don't. That is like. I mean, it is a thirty that's second. One, that's one sixty fourth. Yeah. It, it, so it's that's close. That's. That's stupid. It's a couple of sheets of paper close to being a, being a counter. If that fish would not have farted when it was caught, <laughs> right. had that air bubble in just just one poop away, that was it. Yeah, I mean that was as close to eighteen as you can get without without being eighteen. I took that because it's Excuse like me. I'm a walleye guy, and you know, yep. and we're sitting here, you know, and when we you know catch and release on on the aim tournament, and you're doing that same thing, you're trying to you're, you're almost kind of pushing, but you're making. You almost sure. want to do like a tube of toothpaste. You grab yep. the one and you squeeze it out. <laughs> trying to get that thing to stretch out a little bit. It has to stay alive, though. Right. Well, yeah. Um, But, yeah, we do, you know, you're doing that all the time. You're trying to get, you know, trying to just get it to just stretch, you know, okay, if I do this and do that and get it just long enough. Um, Right. Yeah, so. But, yeah, no, and it was funny because going into this tournament, um, you know, fellow Bagley guy Drew Drew Benton mm-hmm. you know he did a, he did a video on what he was using and he showed his couple Bagley baits and it was red craw and I go all right I wonder if that's the actual color they're going to use and then I started seeing some other guys you know talking about it and yep. the different baits and this and that and the colors and I go it's going to be interesting because I have tons it's one of those colors I have red craw and everything because they're always on sale in Minnesota if you ever want a red craw crankbait come to yep. Minnesota they're on sale all the time right nobody uses them now I'm now, now I'm going to get guys going I use them all the time in this lake and they kill her right, <laughs> right tell me which lake and I'll come meet you I'll bring the bait right <laughs> <laughs> I got plenty of red craw for everybody your inbox is now full right <laughs> No, uh, DMs are open. Right. Yeah. 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 Sorry, that was really loud, but yeah. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. Um, I did want to touch on his uh, his his bladed jig that he has. Yeah. You know. Which is an unnamed bladed jig. Yeah. Chartreuse white. I wonder why it's unnamed. Yeah, because it's anyways, a chatterbait. Yeah. Um, the uh, the fluke style trailer that is he that used. segmented. Yes, it is. So it, it's got n- a little... no, no. I think that's the color. I think that is literally. It's got stripes on it. I, I think it has. It, it must have a. St- there's. I've never seen a segmented trailer. Yeah, I don't know. like that ever. It'd be cool if it did. Yeah, it, it would be cool. It'd have to be a thicker plastic, I think. Mm-hmm. But anyways, to touch on that tail, most of the time you would see like a paddle tail on that. But this it's a V. I want to know what. Yes, and I want to know exactly. You know, I I I haven't done this. You know, with with a fluke style trailer on this, just more of a paddle tail yeah. on a swim bait or on a or on a bladed jig. And I really haven't thrown a ton of bladed jigs. Um, I'm more of a of a swim jig jig type of Dude, guy. Dude, chatter baits are killer. I, I know I know they're killer. Don't hey, where, get me wrong, where, when they're noisy. Where I, I told you we're fishing earlier. Yep. Psh, psh, yep. I won't. That's what we're using. Okay. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. At least at least we'll. We'll, we will use it. Okay. So, gotcha. White. But no, yeah, t- typically I've always used, you know, a paddle tail on that. But yep. the watch ought to be as successful as he was using that around docks again mm-hmm. to get his, his bigger girls. And I think his first big one that he had came, and it didn't come until 1023 in the morning. And he was he was swimming that around the docks. He was swimming he was swimming his, uh, um, gosh, three, I think, I think three of these. He was swimming them super slow. Mm -hmm. And then I think on the last one, he said he had to speed it on up. And I think that was just his adrenaline on accident, speed that thing on up. But when you're slow rolling this thing, the paddle tail compared to the uh, V-shaped tail that he has on there, the fluke style, I think your action is a lot less and subtle on that. 
And I think that was one thing that fish keyed in on because the watercolor and the clarity on this lake, some guys were throwing the same thing in clear water and they weren't getting the the, the hits or the attraction that they yep. were still getting. But it's because they were still throwing the blade of bait. Yep. You need to quiet that thing down. They were able to see it, in my mm-hmm. opinion. And I think that's the success that they had. All these crankbaits, all these lipless baits that they had, all had great rattles on the inside of it. They were they were calling the fish on out, and then when they got on up to them, they could tell that it looked like that that bait was sitting in that water for a while and picked up on that stain, and it looked natural. And that's that was that immediate, and that's what I feel really drew them in on that color. Yeah. But then on Sunday, that was that was different, and that's I wanted to touch on that. Just the difference on this, his home lake. There was some sort of a recipe there to make that successful. And well, I, he knows that lake. That, it's literally his home lake. I, I know. Yeah. Fighter was throwing something that was very similar to that. He wasn't having nearly the, you know, the reactions. Mm-hmm. Location, location, location. I get it. Is everything along with what you have tied on. Yep. Well, and that look, Molex, you know, that Molex double Colorado blade that Ike was throwing. That yep. was awesome. Um, one other thing we should talk about, or at least mention here, is the watercolor. Yes. Oh my God. Wow. Ugly. There was some spots when Dude. we say chocolate milk, it looked like somebody tipped over a biffy. Ugh. It was literally or a cruise ship emptied out in the oh, harbor. It was poo, poo brown. Nasty. And then there was other spots where it wasn't. It was okay. Yep. And it wasn't as bad. Right. So these guys had to deal with a lot of different, uh, different watercolors. It was. I mean, there was some spots. It, it. I don't even know how they caught a fish. That's. I mean, it. They. They. It was so so bad that there was no way. There was like zero visibility. And then I was got, trying to find this picture. There yeah. was a. Um, I think I think Overstreet got a picture of. I think Big it shout was out to Overstreet. God, man, man does he what take a, some, he, he's a monster when it comes oh, to the camera work. He is phenomenal. Yeah. And I'm, I try to, you know, I, I, my son wants to take pictures and video, you know, as we talked about last time when I was here. We, I, I've tried to say, hey, you need to look him up, you know, check out his angles. Look what he's looking for. Try to see through his eye and get that idea and you know, find something unique for yourself. But there's a picture, and I think it was Lester was scooping up a fish, and that watercolor was splashing on up, and you the droplets, like, oh, ew. Yeah. I mean, it. But the detail to it, you could really see that the clarity of that water was way down. Yeah, like it was low, super low. Okay, so I missed this dude's name when when we were when I was watching it. Mm-hmm. Who is this guy? <laughs> um with like the pimp coat <laughs> i who totally was that, who was that guy up there i don't know but he he only weighed in two fish i think yeah i don't know who he was but he walks <laughs> yeah that like fur coat some goofy hat what, is, what does this hat say on him <laughs> i'm on him <laughs> he was having fun apparently he, he was did, on he, him but just didn't hook well, him. apparently he did something the first day too because i just saw him the second day i didn't see him the first day yeah no i didn't see him the first day apparently either. he had something like working for the third day if he'd have made it and, oh yeah i can't remember what is it doesn't say i'm on Overstreet's facebook um that's right james stalking you yep uh yep. who is that guy does it say in the comments uh, yeah, he took a really good picture of uh, of another um, angler who's moving up here in, in Minnesota as well. I think he just topped out winning his, uh, a big money tournament last year or two years ago. Well, 
Yeah, following following the AOI in 2018, Dustin Bliss, him and um, um, Keith Combs just hoofing it right across. Ended up making uh, the the dead center picture a full spread of Bassmaster magazine, and it was just him and Dustin just scooching across the water. Coolest picture I think I've ever seen of a bass fisherman. Just nice. It, it was it was absolutely amazing. It was pretty darn sweet. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Look at that. That thing's sexy. Nice little jig. Yeah. That's like an, a green pumpkin, but it's got orange in it. Yeah. It's got orange in it. Absolutely does. Yeah. I'm just kind of seeing oh, yeah. what other what other baits Who are was that there. guy right there that you just had up on there? Is that Wesley Strader right there? I think <laughs> that's Wesley Strader. Wesley Strader hooked into some fish up <laughs> on there. I thought that guy right there up on the TV, I thought he had a kid behind the camera there when Wesley Strader was up there talking up there on Bass Live there, you know what I mean? That's my Wesley Strader impression. <laughs> so, what, hey Wesley, dude, if you hear this, I love hey, you, Wesley. It was awesome. I, I just, did not know it was you talking, I, honestly, on Bass Life. I, I had did never not. heard Wesley Strader talk, and I was like, "Oh my never, god, ever." Sorry, I'm not making fun hey, of you, man. No, just well, wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Honestly, it was meanwhile, awesome. Meanwhile, people were like, "Oh yeah, they're from Minnesota." Yeah, yeah, sure. All, okay. all sure. Yeah, mm. all sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 You just stick to your hard water, eh? Yeah, no, no doubt there. Oh, that MR6. Need the, need the bass fishing to ourselves. Oof. Uh, I'm just trying to chunk through these pictures and see mm -hmm. if there's a, the Chris uh, Chris Zaldane. Zaldane. If you guys, Dangerous. if you guys hadn't seen when you're, if if you watch this at all, he was using uh, the Mega Bass Magdra swim baits, um, and he switched to it because well, I don't know. Well, did he switch to it or was he using it from the start? He was. He had a tie on from oh, the start. Oh, he did. Okay, that was one thing he committed to that he said through the okay. entire tournament, and he stuck with his guns. He was all in. Yeah, because so. this thing, there's shad, big old gizzard shad in this system, and there was a picture of one of his baits here next to some shad that that some bass had spit up yep and it was damn near except for the Spot. tail because he's got a paddle tail on his base it was on. i mean you match the hatch yep that was it and it got him 34 pounds and did you see the size of some of those those shad that gizzard th those fish jesus the mouth i don't know if you guys were watching Huge. but when they were showing you know you know look at there the gizzard shad just hanging out some of the tails were taking up the entire mouth of the bass i'm wondering why mm -hmm. the hell they bothered biting the lure in the first place i don't know <laughs> selfish well dude you know how many fish you you catch like walleyes you catch mm -hmm. and then they come up and spitting up perch oh yeah no it's like, it's, it's know, ridiculous or crayfish in their mouths and yep perch in their mouth it's nuts yep that's that's one know. thing that stinks about ice fishing you What's that? Get them. They spit them on up going in your hole, and you're going to scoop them all out of your hole. It's just gross. You just leave them in there. Just no. Chum. I know, but it's just <laughs> dinks. Yeah. Let's see. There's a little fish stomach bile stuff with that. Right. But, yeah, who did you uh, – who was your uh, – who, who, did, who were you wanting to to win uh, before well, it started? Well, I always pull for my boy Fighter. Big shout out to Seth Fighter. Seth Fighter, you the man. Llama. Llama, did you see? Llama squad, well, brother, yeah, man. Llama, 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 ding dong. Um, <laughs> I know you saw it, but to anybody else out there, did you see the llama in the crowd at the arena? I did. I did oh see that when they put him up on live. God, I did that see was that. great. There's that was a guy, awesome. I don't know what shirt he had on, some fishing jersey. Yep. And he had a llama man. On, yep. and they called him out like day two when mm -hmm. he was way up in the stands. Yep. Next day, well, there he is in the splash well, yep. ringside, baby, <laughs> right next to of it. Of course, he would oh, be front and center. Right that there. was awesome. Yep. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Uh, but no, man. Good job, um, 
fighter. Hey. You know, and you and did us proud, man. It's it's the classic. It's fishing. You can't win them all. Uh, someday, I I I will say fighter will win a classic someday. You know, I'd like not to just, say that not just he being has... a homer, but I he's got he Seth fighter, and I I met him at the Northwest Sports Show last year. Talked to him just a little bit. No, you know, no big deal. Right. Um, the coolest customer ever. I right. mean, day two or day one of the weigh-in, he's just kind of like, yep. You know, I mean, he's at the Bassmaster Classic, and he's yep. weighing in fish, and he's just like, yeah, I'm just, you know, nah, nah, just, I'm just a cool customer, just, yeah, okay, all right, see you, bye. He's like, real quiet like my, that. Oh, dude, yeah. Yep. So you he, get him behind the scenes, though, a little bit, he'll just, you know, sit back, cook his feet on up real quick, and hold his fish right in the right in the holding well, right in the tank, right backstage, and sit there and talk to you as you're walking yeah. by you. That's, yeah. that's easy. <laughs> Cool he will. Guy. He'll win one one day. Yes, he will. I, no, I, have, I, I seriously have. He a, has a lot to learn yeah. about the reservoirs down south. He has a lot to learn about the river. I understand lacrosse up here is one thing. You know, maybe if he's fished Wisconsin, I don't know if he has and how well he has done on stuff like that. But if he does that down south, if he brings that, I've always, I've always thought about this. If he brings some of his Minnesota game and his mentality down south, like Okeechobee or something, go flip grass mats like you're on Tonka. Go flip and have fun. It's hot down there. You know the fish are going to relate there. Go flip. What are you doing out in the middle of the lake? He likes that drop shot, too. I understand. He likes that drop shot. I understand. You question him on the drop shot. No, I won't ever I question you. him on a drop shot. Seth, you the man on the drop <laughs> shot, bro. I'm just going to head off to you, man. Hey, I'm just saying. AOI, baby. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, yeah. when you're down south and you're, and you're fishing a game like Okeechobee, think about what has always won it. Where have they always been? Think about it. Well, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. Okay, flipping mats. You're, you're flipping lily pads. You're flipping the reed. You're flipping. Yeah, you're flipping. I yeah. love flipping that stuff. Look at my boy oh. Drew Benton. He's a man. I was. He I was, was. I was pulling for Drew. I mean, I'm a fellow Bagley guy, right. so that's why I I found out about you him. Want to talk stuff, about a nice guy? Hey, yeah. He is one. He yep. is a really nice guy. Big skeet Reese. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I was pulling for fighter. Of course. I mean Minnesota. I'm a homer. <laughs> yep. What do you think? I'm still a Viking fan. Yeah. I'm a homer. Out outside of fighter, who was your guy? Um. I was pulling for Drew, Drew mm-hmm. Benton. Um, but after learning that this was Ot Defoe's home body of water. And the story behind he, it. He was 1A. Oh, yeah. You know. Yep. 1B was kind of Mike Iconelli. Yep. Just because it's Mike Iconelli. And yep. you don't know what's going to happen with Mike Iconelli. And I, and I, he's kind of my guilty pleasure when I'm watching fishing because he's an animal. He catches I know one- exactly what you're talking about, Doug, and I'm not lying. I really know exactly <laughs> what you mean He catches a one-pound fish, and it's like he won the classic. It's it's you know he's calmed down a little bit, which I'm kind of disappointed in. Yep. Mike, step your game up, Mike. Let's see that enthusiasm, Mike. <laughs> he's just getting a little older. Catch That's a perch, all. Mike, and lose your mind, Mike. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, after after learning about you know Ot Defoe, um, you know being as home body of water mm-hmm. i you know i had him up there 1a 1b yep. you know yeah mike and i didn't i didn't this guy right here lane <laughs> was he the one with the jersey that was the black patch or what mr bobby arm? lane that might have been him i can't remember um 
Oh, nice toad. Now, oh, and, and uh, yes, a, yes, the, 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 the streak is over. You know what? Jordan and it's Lee okay. did not win. And and to be honest with you, as bad as the classic, hey, who else everybody back wants back? a classic. Who no. else has won back to back? KVD. Who else? That the, there you go. Yeah, that's it. Hey, you can't win. But one. at the same time, as bad as he wanted to win that classic, I'm sure he is absolutely re- just just relieved that that pressure is off of him oh yeah a hundred percent well hell you're back to back yep bass master classic yeah, huge winner. day too yeah um i'm just flipping through some pictures here yep. looking at different, that keith poche that keith poche and ot defoe little uh meeting that they had at the bathroom before weigh-in on day two that that little tip that he that oh, he because he didn't make the he didn't make he didn't thing. make it yeah. but just because of that you know when when you're yeah. fishing out there the anglers are able to share information for those of you who don't well, know here's the funny thing you can't share information for them if you're not on tour and fish with them and that was controversial that there was, was people very, going oh just wait till Wheeler finds out that he got information from such and such and it's like we want to talk about cheating and Wheeler in the same sentence I I know they literally are, know nothing so I'm not I know there. nothing I'm not calling anybody out you can or say anything what like you want that. all the, the the views expressed by the guest are not necessarily <laughs> the views expressed by the host. We'll just go there. <laughs> there are rumors out there that that uh, I understand that you step on people to get to where you need to get to. Jacob Wheeler is a hell of a fisherman. I don't know why these stories are even out there. I don't know why they even jealousy. exist. I think it's just pure jealousy, jealousy about him, you know, cheating to get to where he is. No, oh, of course. I'm it's sorry. Jealousy. It's bass fishing. Yeah. The, the, this it's it's not it's catching. not cheating it's stretching the rules it's, and we all do it in fishing <laughs> it's pushing the fish away exactly. with the tail hitting exactly. the line you know exactly no it's I I just I, I didn't like really hearing that because I was a fan of him and that yeah. really brought down my fan you know I, my expectations from him where I, I I didn't really care per se after hearing that and and it really sucked and I wish I would not have heard what I heard about that guy but he has done nothing. But prove himself in big spots. The dude can fish, and he had and and he had a chance to go ahead and outdo Ot Defoe. But like you said, wait till Wheeler finds out. And I think that was one of the things about it is that also has ties behind it is because of what I've heard yeah. about him. But that was unfortunate that that had you know happened or that I heard that. But I I'm glad that he was. Able I didn't. To be I, did, I didn't hear about anything before way in. And if, before way in. Okay. Yeah. So. I mean, I haven't heard anything, and and if anything is. You know, illegal. They'll yep. find out. They'll there was nothing Ill. illegal there, so there at all. So nothing did, illegal. Does Cliff Pace just not look like a fisherman? <laughs> he looks like he should be doing like my taxes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, great guy. I got nothing bad to say about yeah. him. We're just ripping you a little bit, but he does no. not look like your bass fisherman. No, he was. He looks like an accountant sitting on like you know floor sixteen. True story. Sitting behind the cube. hundred percent agree. I know. Or just your, just but your the brother-in-law boy, that you hey, see. But you the know? boy can catch some fish. Yes, he can. And Elton Jones, Junior. Hi, hi, Elton Jones, Junior. <laughs> can I can I start on your chess club in fifth grade? <laughs> He does look like a He's kid, so but he grew up. Uh, he grew yeah. up in this sport with his. Oh dad my god! And okay, That's... so Adrian Avena or Avina? Is it no. Avina? Avina. Okay, who does he look like? Who does Adrian Avina look like in this picture right here? Mm, I don't know. Am I supposed to go somewhere with this? Where? Huh? Who does what? he look like? I don't know. I I really honestly don't know. Vanilla ice. Ice. 
he looks like Vanilla Ice in that picture. Wow. He does, kind of. Yes, he, he kind of does with the little chubby face. Yeah, little maybe bit, it's just a square hat. I don't Could know. be. Um, th- hold on. Oh, let's Derek, let's go back. Derek Hunt. Derek Hunt. No. Um, I wanna, I wanna. You, hey, you if wanna... anybody's still listening to this podcast, I commend you because we are just straight rambling at yes, this point. Yes, we are. Keep on. This guy right here, uh, Derek Hudnall, he is. Um, if you have not had a chance to look his story up or to read what what he has gone through, trials, tribulations, to get to where you're at, having faith in Jesus, um, putting faith in yourself and the people around you to get to where you want to be, this man right here, Derek Hudnall beat addiction i'm not i haven't read into it i know addiction is a tough thing to beat. they mentioned something didn't they when yes he, when he was up there yep and that okay. was on day one about that okay um i i encourage you to 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 take a look at somebody like this read their story touch on it ike has his book on out there how he got to where he is why he's there the sacrifices he had to make these guys, I mean, the, the, there's that four minute and fifty three second long video that they had that just had me crying like a little. Just, just having my my chin's bouncing, like my whole beard's just shaking and everything. Okay, let me get this out here first. Golly, uh, I was fine. I was not crying until Atifo, your daughter, your little one. Adorbs. When she said, "I just wanted daddy to win," and then she buried her head into you. Oh, that was. I damn near lost it. Yeah. He lost. So it. I don't let him kid you. <laughs> darn, darn kids, cute little kids. Yep. I just want my daddy to win. He but did. That, but that message she wrote—I I don't know if you guys know this—but that yep. message that she wrote on his driveway when he backed out of the driveway yeah. said, "Here lives the 2019 Bassmaster Classic champion." Yeah, she's psychic. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> As hey. a dad, you roll out of the driveway and you see that. Yep. I don't know what's going to get your motivation up higher than that. What's going to make you want to, you know, what's going to feel hey. you any more than that? If you can find it, you let me know. Yep. Just like Jacob and his new baby. Jacob really looks like he's always got chew. Yeah, he does. He's always it's got that a, underbite. He's always got a dip in. Yep. <laughs> that natural little underbite. Garrett. Cat. I don't know anything about you. Sorry, I'll just scroll. No, but he he was he was pretty good on the mic though. Hey, honest. I'm giving Chris Zeldane a big shout out for all the camo. Yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, I'm like, how do I get that hat? Yeah, but with a Crestliner logo. Yeah, that would be nice. Oh, hey, how about the Italian? Galelli? Oh yes. How that about awesome. the Italian? That was awesome. He didn't. Okay, so apparently he didn't weigh a fish at all the first day. I got excited. He did the second Italian, day, so. I think, though. But yeah, it was... no, he weighed in a fish first day. He was 15 well, minutes late. One. This is day. Oh, he was 15 minutes late. And damn, you get deducted damn. one pound for every minute that you are late. So he started the classic with 15 pounds negative. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I don't think they bring you negative. Just bring you down to zero. Oh, is that what? It, oh, yeah, okay. I think it's just they bring oh, it down okay. to zero, right. not a hundred. Correct me if I'm wrong, but last time I yeah. checked, I think it just brings it down to but, zero. But uh, Jacopo, good Jacopo Galelli, Galelli. Yep. Yeah, that was kind of neat. I don't think he knows English very well. Like listen, no. listening to him and how no. he was answering and what he was saying and stuff. I want to know how he got here though. I uh, like through tournaments and opens, right? And but over stuff, in. There must be there something might be over there, of, or was it over here? I don't know. Okay. No, no idea. Okay. No idea. Let me see. Um, 
Comments. Well, I don't know what the heck that was. No, that's, that's not just even a comment. But see here, I, and that makes me think about that minus fifteen because he did oh, register yeah, fish, zero, zero, but he yeah. just put yeah. zero zero. So yeah, but yeah, so that was the Maybe first European, or just the first Italian, the first in the, in the Bassmaster. I classic. think it was the first European who had qualified, or the first. It, it doesn't definitely matter. first the Italian. Yes, but it's it, yeah. the way he qualified. Was the way I think is the the door that had opened, yeah. and that's the start of being able to make this an international yeah. qualifying event. It, uh, that classic. would be cool. That would so, be cool. Yep. Yep. At full with twenty pounds day one. Yep. Let's see. Um, anything else so you wanted to cover? Did you, you cover? Did you cover everything you know, in, your, I, I, in your list there? You know, I think this is just all the the lures right here. Um, the the dock fishing that that the guys did to catch the fish that was like I said that was pretty. You know what I've never. I'm a big, I love fishing docks. Oh I'm yeah, be me, me and you too. You know what I've never used around a dock? Ah, chatterbait. No, I'm always throwing it like in the you know above the grass and right. lily pads and stuff. I've never thrown it like pitching it and flipping it under docks. Never done nope. that. Guess what I'll be doing now? Yeah, Randy Tharp, Randall skip. Tharp, get that skip game down. Randall Tharp, Randall Tharp looks like everybody's dad. Yeah, <laughs> he does. Matthew Robertson <laughs> was the guy in the fur coat. Oh my god, <laughs> it's like watching an outcast. No, movie. it's like watching him enter in on a wrestling. Oh yeah, no doubt. Yep. That dude. He almost looks oh, like God. a wrestler from back in the late 80s, that early 90s. Matthew Robertson. Yeah. Boston like the leopard print coat. Hey, hats off to you, man. There he is. Yeah, the leopard print jacket. I'm just I'm just happy Trip didn't get mad at him for doing it. Oh, what the hell do they care? Yeah, you, they, shouldn't, they shouldn't care. Well, they used to have to have their shirts tucked in yeah. back in the... Well, that's back in the day when... Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's the Stone Cold Steve Austin. Hmm. That's what that's about. That's awesome. Smashing the two water bottles against each other and then just pouring them both in his mouth. That's funny. Yep. No. That's fit. Look, look at Trip. Yep. He's in laughing. Back, He's having back, a good time. This is the laughing. classic. Oh, yeah. Mr. Burns efficient. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, big shout out to Trip, man. He's he's a cool guy. Yeah, he is. They have more pictures of this guy than anyone else. <laughs> Jake Whitaker. Well, Jake Whitaker, he looks, he looks like every starting linebacker on a high school football team. Yes, he does. <laughs> Along with Duckett. You ever seen Boyd in person? No, not in person. Man, he is the biggest guy on tour. Oh, really? He is, he is tall. Oh, okay. He is super oh, yeah, tall. yeah. Boyd Duckett is tall. Yeah. He I've, is super I've heard tall. About that, yeah. yeah. Jason Christie. He looks like a deer hunter. They all are. KVD. Kevin Van Dam. I'd call him the Godfather, but he's too young. Did they go a little long with Kevin Van Dam on day two in the way in? I think yes and no. I mean, I but get it, it. I get it. He's the greatest bass tournament bass fisherman. Yes, of Thank all time. Thank you for saying it and clarifying it like this. That, is the last time yes. he will be at a Bassmaster Classic, more than likely, because he's going to the whole MLF thing. So I get going, you know, saying the thank yous. Basically, it was a big thank you party to Kevin Van Dam. I get it. But did it go a little long? Possibly. I think it went a couple, couple five minutes a little long. I don't I mean, think I get it. Like I said, he's the classic, greatest. Though. You think he's going to try to qualify for the Opens? I think it's that's KVD. You can't. He's You'll see him. Yeah, but he's got to qualify just like everybody else now. You win an Open. Yeah? You got to win an Open. That's 
go in and how many years has Kevin Van Dam been fishing? Do you know how many opens that they actually fish? I know that we don't know about, but and when how many opens or how many years has Kevin Van Dam been professionally fishing? Many, many years. Okay, how many how many tournaments has he won? Total, (laughs) total, total. The the most like twenty four. It's like twenty four. For it's like it's like twenty four total tournaments or something. I'm just saying it's right. a lot harder to, even though you're the greatest bass fisherman of all time, it ain't a gimme. No, it's not a so, gimme. There is no gimme at all. Yeah. But at the same time, with with having that name alone, that household name, he has to be a part of the classic again. Don't you think? If he qualifies. Well, yeah, but I mean, you just, I can't imagine you don't seeing give a classic. Him a, you don't give him a free, oh, well, it's Kevin Van Dam, here's your free golden ticket. I'm going to I'm gonna Make panic. Him. I want to I mean, see, the, I want to see him. Feel? I wanna, how would you feel if you didn't see Ike fish another classic? It is what it is. I, I understand it is what it is, but it wouldn't is you like to see that? I'd I, love to I see mean, that. Yeah, but hey, if they're not no longer fishing the league, then they're no longer fishing the league. I get it. I mean, they can all, they can all go and try to qualify, and if they qualify, that's cool. I would love to see them do it as my I'd point, like to see Joe like Montana start still play football, but right. he can't. But he could still fish professionally, you know, if he wanted to. Look at B Rob. B Rob's up there doing yeah, big, big shout B, to him. Yeah, big that's B-Rob. awesome, man. They had, they had him on uh, Bassmaster Live. I bet you there. you were licking your chops for a while wanting to retire. Oh, you know he did. Uh, he oh, yeah. did. He was just man. I just, I just, yeah. just this much money here for this, this, this fishing career is taken care of. Professional taken care of. Here we go. All right. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Professional time football to player. Yep. I'm going to go become a basically a professional bass fisher. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh huh. That's funny. Yeah. Poor Aaron Martin's a zero on day two. Yes. That he was... comes up and just puts his finger on the weight scale. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that was funny. It's like, well, what do you do? <laughs> Trip looks like, over at him and goes, yeah. it's the smallest fish. Didn't register. You're going to be penalized for that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is a thought that would have gone through I my mean, head. What, uh, what, he was drop shotting, right? Yep. So I think he was talking about, yeah, you know, well, I like to drop shot and it didn't work out. No. Yep. No, you're not going to. Yeah. It's not weird that he was trying to finesse something. Well, he's, he's a finesse guy. You know, well, I'm, a fan, thing, I'm a fan of Martins, to be honest with you. Here's the thing, though, is if if he's a finesse guy, but basically everybody else was finessing mm-hmm. to a point because they were fin- it was not quite to a drop shot level, but they were finessing these lipless crankbaits. They were slow rolling the hell out of them. Right. So, but yeah. you know the finessing game that Martins has is typically with the worm and a spinning oh, yeah, rod yeah, in his yeah. hand. You know, he doesn't yeah. have a bait caster. He's not he's not power fishing. No. You know, and whether and, and I still believe that slow rolling a crankbait. You you're still power fishing because that's technically what you're doing. You're just trying to now I want this thing in the water a little bit longer, and I want that butt of this bait right, to shake right, at right. the fish's face a little bit longer, and that's it. It's like you a know? well, it's a finessing power bait, mm-hmm. power, power baiting or whatever. Oh yeah, power power fishing. Power. Fish. It's kind of weird to say finesse power fishing. No, but it kind of was. Yep. You know who's that? Okay, okay. So the mayor of Knoxville is Glenn J- Glenn Jacobs. Do you know who Glenn Jacobs is? In, Who's that? <laughs> no, I don't know who Glenn Jacobs that's is. That's Kane from the WWE. Are you kidding? He is the mayor of Way Knoxville. Way to go. And I don't, Way I, to go. I got to find the video from this because I don't think that our boy knew who he was. 
Oh. Like, I don't think he knew what he did before this, before being a mayor. Mercer, I, yeah, Mercer, you never watched. I don't think wrestling. Mercer, if I'm, I if mean, I'm I didn't just, know I mean, who it, that was, it, but still, I, I was kind of like, ha- I was editing last week's episode, and I had my laptop here, and I've got my two screens here, mm-hmm. so I was doing this, and and I had it on my laptop, <clears throat> so I kind of caught that. I think he asked him something like, you know, what were you doing before this, or something along. I don't know if he realized that was Kane from the WWE. Because I think he said something like, well, I like Kane from the WWE or something. So I got to find that video if it's out there and see. Okay. So it was kind of like a really awkward, weird moment to begin, like to start it. So, And I know Dave, he's, I mean, I and think I everybody's tall was like, compared to me, but I mean, Dave's oh. pretty tall. So when I saw that picture come up, I was going, whoa, who oh, just, is that guy? Just that look is... up Kane from the WWE. Right. No, I know, I know who Kane is for sure. Yeah, that's who oh, he is. Yeah. yeah, he became the mayor of Knoxville, Tennessee. Brent Ayler. What a Brent Ayler needs a hat that fits. <laughs> deflating this weekend. I was very disappointed in his finish yeah. and his capabilities his, to fish this type of a situation that he could have faced out there and yeah. on, on the Tennessee. Yeah, well. Wow. I mean. Yeah. His hat wow. fit him weird, though. It bothered me. It always fits it was like, like that. It was like a flat bill at, or flat brim kind of thing, and it came yeah. out too far, so there was this big gap in the corners. I think it's just the way his, sha- his head is shaped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Edwin Evers with the giant 6.3 pounder. Oh, yeah. Which tied for the biggest bass of the, the entire tournament. With Mr. MDJ. Yep. So there goes Mr. Frank, Frank the Tank. The tally. Tank. We're yep. talking about some big boys earlier. That's a big boy right there. It sure is. Yep. Sure is. Frank the Tank Tally. Yep. Um, I don't know. I'm just flipping through trying to make fun of people at this point. Yeah. <laughs> don't make but fun yeah, of Bobby yeah. Lane. Bobby, well, no, Bobby <laughs> Lane. Well, here's the thing. He's here's funny. He's Bobby awesome. Lane was the guy I was talking about with the patch. On oh, the yeah, Bassmaster yeah. patch there. Yeah, you can see that. So, yeah, that's the one. And then there was like, yep. on this, then this time there was a big chunk of black tape or one of the two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's vanilla ice again. Mm-hmm. Brett Height. Height. Um, okay, so Brett Height in this picture looks like Max Wilson. Max wishing I was fishing Wilson, kind of. You know, I don't know if you know who he is. No. Nope. He's a buddy of mine. Nice. Yep. That's funny. There's a picture, day two. Classic day two weigh-in. It's the 13th of 74. If you put sunglasses on him, he looks like Max Wilson. It's mainly the black. It's like the flat brim black hat and then the black and red jersey. That's about it. Yep. Mm. That's about it. Mm. Mm. Uh, yes, sir. All yeah. Right. So your overall uh, satis- satisfaction with uh, with the MLF anglers being in this in this tournament possibly being their last time some of their last time were you were you like happy and, and pleased with the the way that the tournament went and and everything like that i mean how was your i had a ball i've never like watched the Bassmaster classic basically from start to finish mm-hmm. but since i was doing all the editing i had time to just set the laptop there right and watch it um i had i thought it was great I thought it was fantastic. Like, typically, I'll watch, like, the last day or watch, you know, like, on ESPN or whenever they play it, I'll watch it then. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never, like, sat down, watched it live and done, you know, all the way through. Right. Um. But, yeah, it was cool. And I think I kind of watched, you know, the podcast kind of helped me, like, watch it all the way through because I'm like, well, I'm going to do something along the lines. And what right. we're going to do next year yeah. is we're going to sit here. 
and we're going to watch it and we're going to podcast like oh, I all would, day. I would absolutely. Like all day. We're just going to put her on. Bring it on. Let's we're, do it. We're going to do the. Uh, Let's do it. Yeah, we're going to do the, the, the game day experience. So. That would be fun. We're going to sit here, watch it, and we'll figure out something how to do it. Absolutely. Because I know next year's is definitely, definitely going to be different. We're going to see, you know, a few of those MLF guys because those guys will. Oh, yeah. Also, fish opens. I'm sure. I mean, I don't know what their contract state with MLF. I don't know how that stuff works. I don't know how that. Oh, but I know in order to fish yeah. the classic, they're going to have to qualify through an open since they're not BASS. Yeah, that's all I know. And they so and they can do that. Yep. So there'll yep. be some guys that'll do. It, I think. I'd like to. My I'd thought. like to see them. Yep. I definitely would like to see them. My hats off to uh, to everybody who competed this year. That was that was super fun to watch. All you guys, you know the. I think my tear jerking moment was uh, Skeet Reese. Honestly, oh, uh, he was he was he was he was. I thought I, I honestly thought that yeah. his that his back going to lose it. He, one of his backstories that he had. He's another one of those guys. I don't know if you watched the commercial at all, but he has a commercial out there that uh, you know he's he's come from nothing and, yep. and he's put himself in that nothing position and he's brought himself all the way on up there. And, and this classic and this tournament and what they're really trying to promote is, you know, big bass, big stage, big dreams, big dreams, bass masters. Yes. Bass masters. Yes. But I mean, in all honesty, I mean, that's <laughs> some people fish. We talked about it last, you know, last time that I was on there, there's your tournament fishing. No people and then and then there's your people who fish tournaments yeah. you know you're you're gonna you're you definitely cut and divide there well here's the thing is that it's it's this is like the one opportunity that joe schmo mm-hmm. that is just a normal everyday fisherman that goes out on the weekends will say doesn't really know what he's doing kind of knows what he's doing you can, you can literally qualify for the Bassmaster Classic. Yes. If you get five yep. biggest fish of the day. Yep. It's amazing. Yep. You can qualify yeah. to get into an open mm-hmm. with a boat by winning it. You know, if you fish as a co-angler through co-angler tournaments, I know that. Yep. I had a buddy who lived out in Utah of all places. Um, he fished out there as a co-angler, traveled around the uh, the western part of the, of, the, of the country a little bit as a co-angler. I think he spent maybe $2,500, $3,000 total yeah. on his travel expenses, food, gas, this, that, and the other thing, tournament entry fees, equipment. I mean, literally. That was pretty cool to hear and encouraging. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's doable. And I think that follows the motto of, you know, what Bassmasters and, and the point of the classic is all is yeah. all about, really. I mean, and that's follow your dream correct me if i'm wrong but one year from now we'll say you know this is tournament day number three today right we could be weighing in at the Bassmaster classic very possibly yes absolutely could yeah absolutely that's how cool it is yeah where we couldn't be weighing in on the mlf (laughs) true shots fired no right just the different you know Right, and that's so, yeah. and, and I mean, that's, that's and that's, that's entering the so, into the right tournament. So and if winning. you if you have the dream of being on that stage, you can start today. Yep, and you can be on there next year. Yep, yep. Gonna have to get lucky. Yep, go gonna south. To, gonna have to bust. Go your balls. fish against 150 people out on the water mm-hmm. for two three days. Go win yourself an open. Go get it done. Mm-hmm. Go get it. Sure, there's gonna be me and that little eight horsepower. Brrr, I'm not going to win that one there. 
with that boat. Oh, I could. Yeah, I, I won't. I won't I say never. Say, I'm gonna, not going to. We say talked never. about this earlier. I'm not going to say never. Ninety percent. But I'm not mo. going to enter in a tournament that is a bass open, a bass open, with an eight horsepower little itty bitty dinker boat Why? that does not have Why a not? live well and electronics. Well, let's say it's got a live well. If it has live well and electronics, my confidence is right behind it. Okay. I just can't beat them to the spot I want to go fish where I know there's fish. Okay. I'm just not going to catch. So those let's get this boy some. It's a live well. Let's get this boy <laughs> no, a live well. Get a live well. And let's get go. That. I want to get, get that, that live well. Yep. I want to see you yep. in classic next year. Yeah. Well, yeah. There, there's goals. There's goals. Yeah. And there's smart goals involved here. So those ones I have to keep realistic at this. Hey, it's baby steps. Yep. And that's and mm-hmm. that's what it is. Yep. That's exactly what Having it is. Having a plan, sticking to it, baby steps. Yep. Having that's a good support. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what it's about, man. I want to give a, before we end the podcast here, I want to give a big shout out to Brian Latmere. He won uh, Lake Seminole. the FLW tournament the other week. Um, just look at, look him up and, and look at the pictures from the weigh-in on the final day. And if you don't think these guys care... Mm-hmm. You guys don't think these guys bust their balls. Passion. And, and look at the picture. There is a picture of his wife on stage and the way she is looking at him and the emotions in her face. This you want to talk about something we were talking earlier about having that support system mm-hmm. right there. Yep. So big shout yep. out to Brian Latmere for your for your win, your first win. Congratulations. Yes. That's off to you, man. Yep. You got a... Uh, you got a recipe for us this week? No, no, Boo, no, no, no recipes at all. No recipes. Just you know, my, uh, my, uh, my, my little thank yous, if you don't mind. I've uh, my last show that yeah, I had man. with you. I was, you know, I was, I was pretty cool to to hear. You know, congratulations on that. You know, I didn't know that you were really into it like that. You know, with the whole fishing scene and and stuff, and and having some people come around and you know, bass kicking. There was a gentleman who owns a, a little company called Bass Kicking out in Utah, soft plastic baits guy. He's a, uh, He has a phenomenal piece of plastic out there that I cannot wait to shake in front of their faces this year. Um, a great tube jig, um, a great little battle crawl that he has, a nice little skipping bug. It's it, everything that he has out there is a nice little custom pour, custom color, everything like that. He makes craws. He makes craws, mm. yes. And you know me and craws. I'm a craw guy all the way. Well, I got to find a company that makes craws. Yeah. Draper, remember, remember? Draper Plastics. No more brush well, man. I love my, my, my Draper Plastics. You can never go wrong with my Draper Plastics. You know, the positive encouragement that I've had from, you know, a, a few of these guys, the five by three guys. Um, it's it, it's awesome. I, I can't wait to do it. You know, Enigma, this is, I'm hoping that the door can open up there. I think that would be a pretty sweet deal. So, yeah. Well, nose down to the grind, man. Hey, got to start somewhere. Yep. Baby steps. One foot in front of the other. One foot Mr. In Jack front of the other. Jack Rashabauer. He's going to help me out as well. That's a. You'll be walking across. Go ahead and keep talking. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. just singing the, the yeah, yeah. outro song. Yeah. Across yeah. the floor. Yeah. I got myself it's a nice little guy who's going to help me out. It's pretty cool. Yep. His name's Jack. <laughs> His yep. name's Jack. I'm Big distracted job, by this song right here. This is awesome. I just want to hear this jam. <laughs> this is it. You know what that's from, don't you? <laughs> one foot in front of Yeah, that's the from um, no. that Christmas movie. It's one of those, like, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeers, those weird, like, claymation movies. 
uh, <clears throat> from one of them dancers. Some of those scared like, the hell out of me when I was younger. It was, I'm going to be it, honest. I think it was, which one was it? Because there was the one with like the bad, like the um, Jack Frost or something that was like a bad guy or Mr. Freeze or something. Mr. Freeze. What the hell was that? But he was like bad. Like, and then, of course, the kids or whatever. Was that frosty? Like, no, it wasn't Frosty, the snowman, no. No, Mr. Freeze. No, I don't, don't take the Mr. The, Freeze. The thing. Santa Claus. I can't remember which one it That's was. That's what it was. Was it just the Santa Claus? The Santa Claus. It was one of the. Mr. Oh. Freeze was anti Santa. Was that it was? Yeah. Oh. Mr. Freeze and, and, the, and the, the Grinch. Santa Claus? I can't remember which one it was. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Don't you remember the one with Tim Allen? No, yeah, but I'm talking about the little claymation. Right, ones. the claymation. Yeah. They have yeah. the Santa Claus that's well, with Tim as Allen. well, yeah. and that's Mr. Freeze is yeah. the bad guy in that one. Oh, okay. Well, then there's Mr. Freeze and Batman. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was a horrible movie. That was terrible. Batman and Robin. Yes. It had the coolest, one of the cooler uh, Batmobiles, though. Yeah, yeah, that that was cooler. With all the blue lights below it or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, now we're... Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I had a blast on here again yeah, today. Man. I want to talk more Any, fishing. Anytime, hey, sir. Anytime. I, my phone is open. I'll we're going to podcast from the boat. Oh, I can't wait. I think that'll be a fun time. Mm-hmm. Mm, I oh, think that'll be good. We're going to be doing that a lot this summer. Right. Got to find some, uh, maybe some weigh-ins. Hey, you guys have some tournaments you guys want to blast out there or something. You know, maybe put the bug in Doug's ear. Come on out to a weigh-in, you know, and do a little podcast out there, list the results, hey, you know, whatever species. Anybody out know. there that has any sort of, because uh, I'm going to be doing uh, the Bow Fishing Association of America Worlds. I'm going to be out there podcasting. So if you got a tournament, you got some sort of foundation banquet or you got any sort of organization that you want to promote and whatnot shoot me the info if yep. i can make it happen i'll do it so. we all have friends we all yeah, know man. where to bark we all know who to talk hey, to get no the problem. word out yeah yep. what the hell why not you know one person reveals their fishing spot to somebody you know about it and everybody else knows yes, about it. in order it's the same well thing here's here. the thing in order for me to come out and <laughs> podcast you must give me one of your top four waypoints just one of them okay okay <laughs> okay okay not that i'll be able to catch fish on them anyway yeah Where's your confidence at now? I got confidence. Yeah, that's because the show is running. I'm not cocky. I'm confident. So when you tell me I'm the best, it's a compliment. (laughs) See you, everybody. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. I do believe we're going to try to do uh, some sort of, um, you know, podcast. We might even try to do like a live podcast um, next year at the, you know, um, during the Bassmaster Classic. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool, I think, talking about, you know, what they're using, how they're using it and all that stuff. Doing it live. I think that'd be a great idea. So um, I want to talk to you about allicefishing.com. Okay. They have been the sponsor of the show almost since day one. Okay. And in the podcast world, if you are small like me and you don't have a million followers like, you know, some podcasts and whatnot, you're getting tens of thousands of listens. It's tough to find a sponsor. It really, truly is so for these guys and gals to put their trust in me to help them uh, promote their company. Um, I just want to say thank you to the family at allicefishing.com because they are just a family owned business. Okay, they are not a big giant company, big giant corporation type of deal. You know, they don't, you know, they're not making millions and millions of dollars. So for them to help me out. And sponsor the podcast for this past, you know, almost four months. Um, 
Actually, four months. Yeah, it's been four months. Um, like I said, basically since I started. Um, I just want to say thank you um, to all icefishing.com and everybody over there. You guys are awesome. You have the best ba- brands, best brands. I can never get that quite out right. Best brands and the better prices. Um, it says it right on their website, right on the fr- right on the front page of their website, front page. Did I whistle there when I hit that F? I think I did a little bit. But either way, do me a favor, head over to allicefishing.com. And even though ice fishing is basically kind of sort of over, and we are at the very, very tail end of it, you can still head over there, save 10 to 20% off the big box store prices on a bunch of stuff that you're going to need anyway next year. So buy it now. That way you don't have to come up with the money for it next year because, you know, we're all broke all of a sudden when it's like, oh, I need that for the next, for this year, but I can't afford it. Well, buy it now, save some money, and then you'll have it next year and you don't have to worry about it. Right? Right. So anyway, big shout out to the Westfalls at allicefishing.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being a sponsor of the show for these four months. I do really, truly appreciate it. Hopefully we can do it again next year. And, uh, yeah, so that's it. I'm going to wrap up the show. Everybody, I just want to uh, uh, say thank you for listening. And if you haven't yet, subscribe, like, comment, share, follow the Facebook page, all that good stuff. And, uh, yeah, we will see you next time. So go out, shoot straight, catch a big one, and we'll see you later. Mm -hmm.